forever. Dog. Warning, the following hauntcast is part... Playful spooks have interrupted our yearly tour. A pranky spirit has detained us and demanded an entire episode to himself. Kindly remain subscribed as we explore his legend, his triumphant return, his hat, and an even spookier ghoul named Jared Leto. Please enjoy your two-hour intimate look at the Hatbox Ghost. It's Haunted Mansion 5 on Hauntcast the Fright! know what to do you Here, fucking don't you don't again thing. i'll do it seven weeks <laughs> no one did i'm the only one who does the assignments i, I remember what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. at the top of the mm-hmm. episodes and this one's important guys yeah i think you really let jc down not jesus christ james cameron james because cameron. we need to honor until avatar 2 that it is seven weeks until avatar the way of water yes uh and here's what i'll tell you yeah. i got in the car and i said you know what you're gonna do you gotta listen to the end of the episode i swear mm-hmm. this is right mm-hmm. i got in the car I go, i'm listening to the end of the episode i got distracted by something i started driving i said oh chromeo has a new song <laughs> and i completely <laughs> forgot to, choice i forgot to listen, listen to the end of the episode you're listen to that than your own voice definitely no i understand in general but i i had the th- I, was, I was leaving ago the last thing you have to do for research for the episode is listen to the end of the episode mm-hmm. completely lost it listen to the new chromeo song which is good great and then I, I fucked up. This is what happened. My name is Michael Carlson. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's Michael, Michael Narles. Michael Madsen. Uh, Michael Madsen. There, I gave it the oomph. Thank you. I'm Scott Gravedigner. Yeah. Oh, there's Jason Skeleton. Yeah, I'm here. Um, um, I was just mostly focused on like, all right, uh, leave a little early so you can get a, a cup of hot coffee. It's too cold. Too cold this morning for iced coffee, so... Mm-hmm. You have iced coffee in the fridge, but my friends, I go been, somewhere for hot coffee. I've been thinking about this for seven I, weeks. I, yes, I, I and partially because I think in the time since we since the last episode, and this is our yearly haunted yes. mansion episode, or it will become that uh, after some Avatar bullshit. But uh, last year we were just like, well, with the yearly nature of this podcast, mm. like that's a, a year is a long time for stuff to happen, for seismic shifts to happen, and it's been a long, long wait for Avatar two for any of these avatars to come out. It's the yes. only franchise that moves slower than our yearly mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion podcast, right? Um, and you know, in that year, I think I've I think I got uh, uh, blue pilled. <laughs> Really, I got Avatar pilled. I th- I think so. I think much more so than I had been. I think I was starting to go that way because that's my thing with the whole thing is like I think the people I think the people choosing Avatar and choosing to want to enjoy mm-hmm. Avatar are the people choosing fun. It seems like more fun on that side. And Mike, you were ahead on the curve. Yeah, thank you. With this, you were the only. You were the first one, I'd say, <laughs> on this show. We thought on we the were, show, we yeah, it was inexplicable that you had the the, 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 the reverence fever. for the mighty Akron. Mm-hmm. You invented this phrase to tribute this franchise, mm, um, and, and that and that you you brought the spirit of Civico, and uh, and you never lost it. And that includes 
last year when we said, do we think it will be coming out we were, within weeks of this episode? You you kept the faith. I thought there'd be a delay. Right. Because it's been delayed, what, a decade at this point? Yeah. Avatar 2? 2009 was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I wrote, yes. So thank you for that. I, I that's a, a badge of honor, I guess, in a lot of ways for you me believed. to wear. I believed. I thought this was the year for sure. And it is. I mean, there's no way it's delayed at this point, right? At this point. No, it's the big like Christmas release. They made Tony the Tiger that I saw Frosted Flakes still. Ha- I haven't found the, the actual cereal yet, but they they wouldn't put out a cereal with a tie-in to avatar unless the movie was coming yeah, out unless it would be absurd certain and and then someone reel that back there's no way to pull that back we've gotten multiple pictures of it at this point because like the first one we were like briefly we thought it might be real? a joke is yeah. this a photoshop but then someone sent the big display from like sam's club or big lots or something and it's like oh that that's real that's in Real life yeah. confirmed. Confirmed. Tony the Tiger yeah. Avatar box. <laughs> that so there's no going back now. We are full speed ahead yeah. to Avatar: The Way of Water, and thus we, as a unit, as a podcast, need to act. And so we are, <laughs> and that is why this December, Podcast the Ride will present mm-hmm. Feliz Navidad: The Way of Winter, a <laughs> Yuletide celebration okay, of all great. things Avatar. Uh, we're figuring out what that's going to be exactly, but we're going to, there'll be at least several things celebrating mm-hmm. Avatar, Pandora, the world of Avatar at, mm-hmm. at Animal Kingdom and anything else that seems relevant. I think we're open to ideas. If there's subsects of Pandora yeah. world, if there's things, look, I think we've all spent regrettably little time in Pandora. Yeah. Um, at least I have. I've been there once, Mike a couple times, Jason, mm-hmm. I forget. Um, Twice. So I, I was there think the first time with you guys mm-hmm. and then i was there with my family uh oh, you did around this family. time last year okay yeah. um well if there's like i mean you know there's big stuff we got to cover but other maybe and you guys might even know are there little elements of that pandora culture mm. that we have not hit there's the bowls the bowls yeah it's a tuli canteen that's right well that could be <laughs> we it we could talk about the bowls because i've had a couple the bowls. i've had a couple bowls the popping popping bubble uh, the, the popping boba. bubbles i'm not a big fan of it but we can talk about it okay i tried it yeah mm-hmm. the we popping the popping, the popping. we can talk about the floor like the the floor or the i should say the ground with the colors in it you yeah know what i'm talking about at night it gets supposedly like gets very colorful it doesn't get as colorful as i kind of said it would but it's still interesting i haven't been there at night the timing what? has never worked out either. for me to be oh, there at gosh. night so I'm, I'm missing a big part of it you and simply must go at night let's not forget the other big part of it the bathrooms halfway through the line of flight of passage oh yeah good point and we've only done the line the episode we did about the ride was not about the ride that's true it's yes. just about the line mm-hmm. so we could still discuss the actual ride of flight of passage i mean i don't know it seems to me like bathrooms is going to take precedence over the ride well that's you know people know us you could make an argument that we should have done just uh the office with the big tank Mm mm-hmm that should be its own episode. Sure, yeah. With the unobtainium in the little, um, whatever, that little uh, uh, illusion or what? Is, it, is it floating like, uh, like, kind of like m- on Parker Selfridge's desk? It's this is a blue pill that I It am. is I Parker, Parker Selfridge. Selfridge. It is now. Parker Selfridge. Uh, I, don't, I believe it's his desk. Uh, no, I don't think it no, is. Par- it's, no, it's not his no, desk. No, it's set way after. It's after. Just, yeah. Like he, in the time when Parker Selfridge yeah. was alive and on Pandora, right. we don't know what's going to become of him in Way of Water and Seed Bearer. But it's um, like, 
that little illusion where it's um, there's like a magnet or something, I think, under yeah, and it's yeah. making the unobtainium sort of move around or a different it's maybe just not even unobtainium. Maybe it's a some sort of a, uh, like a disease or a, it's a covid disease or something. something. <laughs> it's in a little jar. That was the initiative. So it got yeah. released from a lab yeah. on Pandora. It's possible that covid came from a lab on Pandora. <laughs> it's like when you're, you're like science. Dr. Augustine's lab. Yeah. Is where the origin. Not enough people are going after Dr. Augustine. Yeah. People didn't realize that that's actually the place. That's the lab theory. Is that's about my, Dr. That's Ag- my lab theory. No, no kidding. I don't remember if Dr. Augustine. Now I don't remember. Actually, I think I forgot. Dr. Augustine Sigourney Weaver, right? Yeah. And Dr. Dr. Ogden, Ogden is, is, so, is the All right. We're, we're embarrassing ourselves again here. Oh, it's Dr. Gotta, Ogden is the office in the line. Flight of Passage. This flight of Passage could be the first ride where we do Flight of Passage 2. Like mm-hmm. in in big fights in in boxing or wrestling where it's like two people meet again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I still think we. I, I two. Oh, this, uh, you guys are salivating two, for twos. Let me tell you. Behind oh, the I scenes, wanted to sign. I want. Oh, yeah. Boys want twos. Yeah, so Indiana Jones in the world. Indiana Jones two. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting. Like I'm so excited to do twos for things. But yes, I feel like Scott is the lone holdout of not wanting to do twos yet. Seems this is new things are fun. Aren't isn't new? New things are good too. Battle with haunted mansion. New things are good too. We rewrite these things for a reason. Because it feels good to go home. Nothing else to do also. And we haven't even talked about three. Sometimes the rubber match is the most exciting one, you know? <laughs> That's true. You're right about That's that. That's right. Uh, uh, so we'll we'll brush up. We'll make sure we get the right names for whose lab is which. Uh, well, absolutely. Yeah. It's just it's been a long time. We will get our act together. But truly, listeners, if there is some subsect of Avatar, of Pandoran culture mm-hmm. that we need to hit, let us know uh, because Feliz Navidad will be here before we know it. Okay, great. That's let, very exciting. Yes, Jason? Let me ask you a question. All right. And I I don't want to spoil if you have, if a picture is coming. But you sent us the Disney I shop, haven't Disney I didn't buy it. You I didn't, didn't buy it. Yet. Wait, okay. What are, what are you talking about before you <laughs> answer the <laughs> Sorry, someone finished the sentence. Uh the the baby Navi a Halloween ba- costume. There's a there's Navi baby okay, yeah. costume I found on Shop Disney. Mm-hmm. And I I realized you've moved. I don't have your new address and I was like, "Oh, I should buy it and send it to him." And then I was like, "Oh, will it arrive for Halloween?" I think it was it's a uh, for a bigger baby, so I was waiting oh, on okay. it cuz it wouldn't be like ready for Halloween. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, maybe next year when we everyone says like Avatar, like double fever or something, because mm-hmm. people are going to be so jacked up after a way of water, they're going to be ready for the seed bearer. What's the next one? Seed bearer is, is the next. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. And we will be addressing in 2024. Yeah, that's in two, two I years. I was thinking time. how with these yearly episodes, it's funny how it, by it being at the very end of October, we are now, I think, perpetually tied into uh, a couple things. Election fears. Oh, and yeah, that, yeah. You know, sure. Because we got midterms this year and we mm-hmm. want this to go well. We want Herschel to get in. <laughs> very nervous uh-huh. uh, that our That's boy true. isn't going to take it all the way like he did on the football field. True. Uh, we are... Um uh, yeah, and we're rooting for Dr. Oz. Uh, we are also agents. Yes. Mem- Memet. What's his Memet name? Oz, yes. Mem- we're, please, Memet. We are also uh, on the payroll of Turkey. We are also secret. Uh, we are agents of influence from Erdogan, President you, you, Erdogan. You stumped me. I, I uh, 
Mehmet Oz has like very close relations with the country of Turkey and everyone's mm. like that's not great for senators to be super close with other countries as far, mm. look I've only just learned about this man in the last mm. six months I don't know about any of his previous uh, dealings or I've heard something about a television show he had I don't know all I know is that he's a salt of the earth Pennsylvania guy just a real the most regular Pennsylvania boy which you should root for I am rooting I'm hoping he shows up at the World Series my beloved Phillies going to the World Series oh that's right oh that'll happen between right at the beginning of the year before next uh, year congratulations the day this comes out okay the day this comes out yeah um yeah, so so we, there's a lot. Yeah, you're you're. We do finish your thought. We also have to. Oh, we're yeah, locked yeah. into well, haunts. Look, the, we're locked into haunts recap every year now. Uh, uh, I'm just saying. There's always. I think th- there's there's some stuff coloring these haunted mansion episodes. Yes, there are that's fears true. about how elections are going to go. Right, and right, in right. 2024, God knows what the fuck will be happening then in terms of the big election. And we're also going to be really nervous about is the seed bearer mm. of the same high water mark right. as the way of water. That's a good point. Yeah, that's going to be tense. Yeah. That's yeah, going to yeah. be a I'm, rough just, I'm happy we got a minute. Like, you know, because this fit, like, yeah. get, like, remember how we felt in 2020? That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, this this one feels like at least, you know, there's, there's bad stuff going on, but like, at least we can take a breather on all that seed bearer stress. Exactly. Yeah. The seed bearer that we can call. And we know Way of Water is going to rule. So we actually, we should take a nice deep breath, mm-hmm. a nice deep breath of water. Let's all, t- let's all breathe in some <laughs> breathe water. Breathe in some water. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking uh-huh. of, there's someone here who that last year this title could not apply to you, but this year it can. We have our very own seed bearer <laughs> in, in the when garage. Say, Mike Carlson, the seed bearer. We say seed bearer. Does that mean that you had a child? I think so. You have I don't to know bear what it does the seed? in the film, but doesn't it? I mean, it makes you know what I was talking about. I do. I'm a father now, uh, a seed bearer, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Bearing, the, what should the woman right be? The, I was going to say the woman's probably the one who has the uterus is the is the seed bearer. Be, hmm. She bears a seed. Lindsay depends is the on seed. what you Lindsay's think a seed the seed is. bearer in this instance. You're the <laughs> she'll be thrilled to have <laughs> yeah. that title applied to her. Yeah, <laughs> you're the seed bank. The seed, seed bank. bank? I the guess. seed shooter. The seed. <laughs> is that the the Prince song? Seed shooter. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it's a. Uh, oh yeah, he wrote it. Sex shooter, but it's that's a. Uh, uh, is it vanity or is it Apollonia six? six yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so that's true. That's a difference from last year. Uh, I more of like a seed factory, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. Man, yes, we're I mean, I guess it's all student. Man, I yeah. guess if you're lucky, you're a seed factory. Yeah, yeah. And you're a salt of the earth. <laughs> Blue I'm a lot like Dr. Oz, Blue yeah. factory guy. Dr. Oz, is, yeah. Look, I'm just a humble man with a seed factory. I'm just trying to keep my <laughs> seed factory in order, and mm-hmm. Brandon gets in the way. <laughs> Brandon wants to shut down the factory. <laughs> but anyway, big big jumps. These I just yeah. think we need to track some of these things. There's one other thing in the re-listen, and I'm sad you guys didn't get to hear this. In checking out Haunted Mansion 4, mm-hmm. uh, something strange happens in it, which it is the first, not the first time, but it is the first reprise of the Endless Lake Nona argument. Yeah. Mm. It is, there was the initial time that it came up, and Jason was mad about Lake Nona, and then it comes up in Haunted Mansion 4, and 
the strangest thing is it is clear as day. You fully say, oh, yeah, I got confused. I confused the housing develop. I confused the city with what Disney's <laughs> trying to do. And actually, I misspoke. And I apologize. You're saying it's resolved yeah. completely. Completely, <laughs> completely resolved. I, know. I admit my. Yeah. 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 And then in May, it blew up. It became the biggest argument in the history of the show. <laughs> I don't know what happened between October and... I don't know. Yeah, I... I God knows. God knows. I'm, I'm just lost at this point. Yeah, I initially thought it was just like when like a real estate agent makes up, you know, this is the cool new neighborhood. Oh, well, everyone's moving to Franklin Village in Los Angeles, you know, just mm-hmm. makes up. Well, that's like, not a new... That's a, That's been around he's for... He's saying uh, it at all, like as an example as of a, the change. As a marketing. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was around for a while. So I thought I uh, didn't realize there actually was a lake. No, like I thought a that was just... thriving community where many stamping. listeners live. Apparently, yeah. yeah. I have... <laughs> I have... Okay. okay. Yeah. Numerous wrestlers. I think if we just Numerous wait. Numerous wrestlers who can hit me with chairs. I think if we wait, I think if we wait a couple months, maybe we can get it going we again. We can just start it over. <laughs> oh, I think if a couple months go by, we can wait and do it uh, again. We I forget mean, all these things. We forgot Augustine and Ogden and we'll oh, forget. Oh, so embarrassing. So that we can reprise. This is somehow I'm less into doing part twos of episodes and more into just the the arguments coming back oh yeah full <laughs> argument episodes yeah that's a good idea uh man we've we, people are probably wondering when we started actually talking about it uh the mansion that is i have some ideas let's do it at the end now that i'm thinking about it sorry yeah yeah, yeah. i have a couple things i want of like different i want aggravating Jay- no 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 it's, like, it's so more mansion related it's it's you and i okay. being punished if we don't do things Ooh. right Oh, interesting but we'll do it at the end we'll do it at the end we'll oh, do it at the tantalizing end. okay yeah. wait no you're right let's let's move things along and let's officially get into haunted mansion five here we go and uh folks if it wasn't clear already um this is like this is like when the ride stalls this is like mm-hmm. when you get stuck and you hear the announcement about playful spooks have interrupted your tour and we are stopping in the place where you the most want to stop. Yes. In a ride that stops on almost every every time you're on it. Yeah. What would the Omni Mover? It all has to stop if there's any issue in the load or the unload. Um, and we are uh, uh, we're stopping our tour right in front of the Hatbox. Oh ghost. baby, here we are. It's all Hatbox Ghost. This is all the app. We today. yeah. When we negotiated, we we, we negotiated uh, the terms of these episodes. This was very important, I think, to us to have an episode just about this, to you, to me specifically. Well, Jace, what about Jason? Um, well, I remember there was a lot of hubbub about the Hatbox Ghost when he returned, and they were kind of like, you know, uh, really ramping up like the mystery. What happened? Why was he really there? Was he removed? He's in the children's record about the haunted mansion and these yes. drawings. Did anyone see him? And then like. So, yeah, I think I agreed that, like, yeah, we can dedicate to this guy, the, you know. The most popular ghost, I think. The most popular happy haunt. Yes, on the ride, Could I think. Could be. There's the most story to it. Uh, um, and, hey, look, I, I mean, I had to wrap my head around it. I had to, yeah. like, K, I guess. But you know what? We've done, we've certainly done tributes to single characters. Uh, you know, we've, we've done Botanicus. Mm-hmm. We've done uh, the dirty-footed pirate only from Pirates of the Caribbean. And, uh, you know, if anybody deserves it, 
it's this it's the Hatbox Ghost. Yeah, for sure. yeah. It's Hattie, which I've seen. I saw a number mm-hmm. of places just referring to him as Hattie. I'm anti Hattie. When I, I started hearing that, I was like, "That is cutesy. I don't like this." You know, I guess tell today we're talking about old Hattie. <laughs> There's, it's a little familiar. It it's yeah, a little yeah. presumptuous. Old Hattie. I am not a fan of calling him old Hattie. Oh, thank you. I, I don't was like worried that, that, that would, this would come up and then it would, I would just get like. Uh, oh, right. Sh- what? You, what do you mean? Hattie over and over. I mean, What's I'll call him to... Hattie on the episode because we're going to say his name a lot, I think, just for variation. Shorthand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's not my. Uh, Hatbox Ghost is, is the way I like to refer to him. Um, the proper, the full, the full formal title. Name. And look, I also, you know, I've had my issues in years past where there has not been like maybe the momentum that we needed to actually start talking about things on the ride. Yeah, this is a thing on the ride, and I by stopping and focusing on just one character, this is now we're now at the least in the realm of the thing that I'm fearing on these episodes right. always, which is no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Right, we aren't it? We're like, well, there's no way. Look, we're, we're gonna stopped. Get, I assume we this will be, unless you're talking about twos, we might fall right into Hatbox Ghost two before you. But but the, the sooner we get to it, I guess it'll. Well, um, I don't. I I will say um, a lot of the mystery has since been solved. Like mm-hmm. a lot of like, what is he? What happened? And he's been back for like seven years now, and so I think we're. We're good, you know. Jason, I think a lot should of we stop now. Then? Is that do you not, uh, Jason? Uh, no, no, no. I've got plenty to say. Jason, are you feverish? What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you Plenty's mean? Enough has been enough has been said. We haven't book. even done the episode. We don't oh, know no, how no, much not... we've discussed. We could do a second one. Are you crazy? Well, I, I, this was the the one imagine year where I'm like, well, this is kind of an open shop case, fellas. Uh, but I want to explain the case. I want to talk about the case. You know? Yes. Yeah. There's a well. There, there's a bunch here. Uh, um, chronologically, where we have finished last year, we exited the attic, mm-hmm. and that is the point where, in today's times, you enter sort of a uh, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a void, kind of a like amorphous zone that's not like a clear. It's, it's basically exiting the mansion. You're falling out of the mansion. Yeah. Well, technically, not yet because right. the, okay. the handbox goes to right before, right before you fall. The turn. And we were not going to talk about the turn. The the, the the turn. Well, no, we can talk about when it turns to face. The hatbox yes. ghost. We can talk about the yeah the doom buggy turning to face the and ghost. And I guess some of the because you can see him for some of the descent, but only some. As soon yeah. as you can't see the ghost anymore, that is next year's off, territory. Off limits. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just chronologically, it's we've exited the attic, but uh, uh, and that's and we so we're in the zone where the hatbox ghost lives today, and as Jason said, has since 2015, since this legendary character was brought back. Um, but his place in the ride itself, uh, or so people believe, and it's all a little uh, ambiguous, the history of, but like, pr- presumably he was in the attic. Mm-hmm. Um, he was where the bride was. Okay. Yeah. And the bride was over where the piano was. The harpsichord. Or Oh, that's what it is. The bride was in a different place. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because he, you kind of, you rotate. I believe Tony Baxter was the one who said you for years you would rotate towards nothing for a second because that was where oh something he was where the, the doom buggies like, would like put your focus onto where a, a yeah. certain item was but there wasn't really anything yeah and so, now the harpsichord I believe is there mm-hmm. is it a harpsichord or a piano I saw it referred to as a harpsichord hmm. but it could I think be it's a piano there's a piano earlier in the ride 
isn't there? Yeah. Well, there's a there's an organ earlier in the Victor Geist is playing the organ earlier. Are you talking about something else? Or isn't there another piano? Mm, probably another piano. Okay. But there, you know, the would you think of it as a piano in the attic in the home? The one dimension? that the shadow mm, is yeah, playing. Yeah. I th- I would I bl- I want to say that that is a, I don't know for sure, but I would want to say that that's like a tech piano mm. which 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 is the like jangly yeah right, you, right i forget how you give it the tack effect but like it's it's very it's very specific type of noise like yeah that phrase. uh uh so yeah that's where the bride was um and he was yeah he was in the uh, he used to be in the attic mm-hmm. yeah and the assumption being that that's the bride that's the groom yes and his head is set the way the effect should have worked was that when her heart beats, his head disappears and then reappears right? on the next... Yeah, it they was were supposed like a, to be a, synced wow. with the heartbeat. Oh, interesting. Uh, um, wait, and just to fully... I mean, I think listeners know, but the intrigue and in what was cool about this character and is cool about this character, um, he is a, a, a ghoulish figure who, depending on when you see him, but uh, possibly... He's got a skeleton-like head uh, on the, in the place where a head should be, mm-hmm. and then there is a magical vanish, and his head uh, uh, moves magically down to his hat box, leaving nothing where his head should be. And yes. this happens yes. back and forth, back and forth for as long as you're you're looking at him, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a cool idea. It's a cool. It's a very cool illusion as it's done now and probably was intended to be a very cool illusion but it didn't quite work out it worked they said it worked in imagineering with like a controlled space but then when it was in like an a little more open area it just didn't work you could see both heads i think at the same time or it was just it it just didn't look as cool as it did when it was in imagineering it didn't look cool on site they build these things it was uh, it was built at the glendale facilities and they build, they make these things in these little cubbies and with like curtains that you can pull on and like really control the environment. But then everything else gets installed and you see it in context. And I think you were also, I think maybe the guests were so close to it that you could very easily see the the shifting of the lights and however yeah. they were yeah. actually doing that effect. This is, um, there's a picture of Yale Gracie like fiddling with it. And um, uh, uh, one imagineer, imagineer who kind of researched uh the haunted mansion said like oh that's a test model that's not in the mansion this is supposedly the lone picture of it in the mansion that okay. doom buggies found this a while ago this is re but a recent uncovering recent uncovering and there's some very grainy also recent recent like super yeah. eight or 16 millimeter footage yeah there was a debate whether the ghost figure was actually on the ride or not for decades yeah. yes this is the lore that we're getting why there's a little more here than just he's a cool animatronic is that it became like you know essentially almost at any point that you went on this ride from 69 to 2015 when they did a new version of it you did not see this character the hatbox ghost unless well this is what was murky and i i didn't i never knew any of this or tracked any of it that like no, sometimes you hear, no, it was gone before the ride even opened. But then yeah. internet discussion starts in the 90s and people are like, no, I saw it. I swear I saw mm-hmm. it. And other people say that's impossible in the chronology. But uh, uh, but people had, so it became like, well, is this a Mandela affected situation yes. or not? Did people see it or not? And I think it was pretty not, you, you couldn't track easily. Tony Baxter claimed to have was. seen it. 
Right. Tony was like there in the first week and he claims he saw it for sure. And people, they ran through the mansion. He said, there's a video where he's going through the mansion. I'm sure you've seen part of it at least. Mm -hmm. He's talking about like, they got to go on it like for two straight hours when it opened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hours People that worked at Disneyland. Because he's he's an employee. And now Legendary Imagineer was a... An employee doing I don't know who, who, what at that point. I think he was not ice cream scooper. I think he moved up from that at that point, but <laughs> he was something else. I don't know where he was in the park at that point. Yeah, and so it seemed eventually confirmed it was there for cast member previews, maybe some soft openings, but like a month or less, mm-hmm. it was there. And um, well, you know what? Hang out. We're we're jumping to like this is the like. The the like sleepy real stuff about it. Yeah, the legend really. Yeah. What what was propagated for a long time was the idea that this figure was so scary. Yes, this effect uh, so like shocking and abhorrent that it was too scary too for scary. the ride and had to be pulled before got, really guests started to get to go. They to got it. letters about this and complaints at City Hall. And, and they were like, we got to yank this. It's far too terrifying. Even though <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I saw something where it's like, well, that head sculpt is also used. A version of it is used on the hitch, the one hitchhiking ghost. One of the hitchhiking ghosts essentially has the same yeah. head. Yeah. Yes. So it's a very familiar looking character. Um, but this. So anyway, you've got competing lore of like. Oh no! I think it just maybe didn't work out right. Versus, mm-hmm. yeah. No, no, no. This was the scariest thing yeah. you ever could have seen, and uh, uh, which is you know more exciting mythology. But also how you know, look, it's a it's a scary effect. Mm-hmm. It's certainly very creepy and very off putting. But like, how could what version of that is so scary that guests or that adults are just like. Yeah. scarred they There's have no, to go lie down yeah. as soon as the ride's over it's like terrifier 2 uh right now it's just happening there's a grossest horror movie with a clown oh, yeah you know what i'm talking about no i don't know terrifier there's a, a indie cl- uh, clown movie that's a, a sequel to a th- movie called terrifier and it's a really scary clown and it's making people throw up and pass out in the theaters oh it's so gross oh and it's just i always get like i watched a clip someone posted of it and it is, it's scary when the, a clown knifes you in the face, but like does a vertical uh, slash on the face. That is kind of scary. But then like the further shots, it's like, well, you can tell that's not a hand. <laughs> you can tell that he's ripping Well, I apart. think you should watch it and report back to oh, us. Oh, I should? Uh, yeah. Is it streaming? I haven't seen it. The first one is, but the second okay. one's in theaters and it's cleaning up. People want to go see this and pass out. Oh, okay. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so I mean that's probably also partly legend of it. Yeah, like oh my god, people are dying watching the movie. But yeah. also, I do think it's super gross from it's what very I hear. Like fifties kind of like the Tingler type, yeah. gimmickry that imagine a film so scary. Yep. Which so this can't. That's be. the Hatbox Ghost in nineteen. That's the Hatbox Ghost. Maybe yes. the, maybe times were different. Maybe somehow this was so. And after all the all the build up which we went over, that this like there's legend kicked into this ride before it even opens. That years pass and that man, that building is standing there with no label, with no sense of what it is. Uh, like what and and then like is the is the ride itself so scary that they refuse to even open it? Yeah. Or is the building haunted? Like have people died? working on it there is all this crazy lore and i think it all really crystallizes in this character it's an accidental perfect situation of like lore and then it all converging like probably in the night like yeah 90s or something Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think there i don't think there was a place for the 
the myths and the legend to gather pre-internet no, no. Uh, like, like this must have been way less of a thing in the in the 70s 80s yeah, yeah. you would have to talk to a bunch of weirdos in person to get mm-hmm. this stuff yeah the letter column of e-ticket magazine was only so big you know <laughs> yeah i do want to give credit to i think you know with the technology they had in the later 60s trying to sequence a beating heart effect with like a black light coming up on a face and then a tiny spotlight coming up in a hat box is an, uh, an audacious idea like it is crazy that i'm sure would be difficult a little less difficult with technology now but like that is a crazy effect to try and do and i think it wasn't just people were so close there was just too much ambient light in the attic that uh-huh, it uh-huh. didn't get dark enough in the way that in a room full of blackout curtains, it probably was dark enough sure. for the effect uh, to work. And I, it's so it's crazy that it is back now where I feel like the attic is only brighter. <laughs> it has only gotten brighter as technology has made lights oh, true. brighter. But they're doing it in a different way. Like yes. you have to, I mean, this like from the photos that you can see of this Imagineer, Gail you know, Gracie working on it, it, it is like, um, it feels very much like the ballroom dancers, the 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 ghosts who are very like yeah right uh, I, like I, I, the, the figure seems like effect. delicate to me yeah. right whereas now it's sort of this digitally lit yeah uh, um, you know you have the the control over it in the way you would the stages where they shoot the Mandalorian you know you can like really accurately dial in yes. level of brightness but it's just dim enough and it is kind of impossible to do in this analog way here by the way this is actually I think more terrifying. These are the schematics of the original oh, guys. Wow. Oh, yeah. yes. what you're sh- and now what you're showing us is like this was some proof that it did exist because there's also the question of was it ever there at all? And this is like from a manual that proves no, no, no. Here's the framework of it. Like they made blueprints with like really, you know, super detailed of what all the parts of it are. Yeah. And I, I there was also a rumor. I hadn't heard this before. But in some Jim Hill uh, podcast or article that the link doesn't work anymore, Um, he said (laughs) that Mark Davis said that I think the Hatbox Ghost became one of the Eagles in America Sings. I think the actual animatronic became this. And then other people online were like, I'm sorry, I'm afraid that's not cor- probably not right because he's just a bunch of tubes and a head. <laughs> like it's tubes really and metal rods and simple, a head. Which makes the drawing yeah. that you're showing us very unsettling. But it's because it's very, it looks very Mars Attack alien where there's a creepy skull and then the only thing he's he's just he's skeletal it's yeah. like he's just a tube man yes it's, it's those are incredible uh, drawings or schematics yeah that was a great fo- i mean this on its own unintentionally is like an awesome piece of art yeah yeah uh, it looks like an old like a like a 1800s uh medical weird textbook? outdated yeah, yeah medical textbook yeah for sure it's uh, this i i'm trying to think when i learned of this it's probably it's at least I, I really only learned about it maybe a decade ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Did you know about this when you were younger because you were a little more into the magazine stuff? Not, not really. No, okay. no. Th- I, yeah, this, this kind of snuck up on me. So this, I think, is a perfect story because people want to imagine Disneyland is real and alive. And it's uh, a fun thing to say that there's some like actual mystery 
when it comes to this place. And it's the best version. I can't think of another story like this that's as fun as this. Like there's all the different rumors you hear about Disney, the dark ones, the, oh, nobody dies on property, whatever that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, this is like the most fun version of like, well, I don't know, maybe it's blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's this, maybe it's like, this is the most fun before they brought it back. And before it was sort of recorded history, like the most fun way to like speculate of like some little fun real, maybe it's real, maybe he went away, who knows? You're saying this is more fun than the lamp? The, the lamp in the firehouse apartment. Well, the lamp is the new Hatbox Ghost is what I think now. We can discuss the lamp and did the lamp change overnight and did Walt actually ever see this lamp? It was and, the, yeah, did he ever enter it? <laughs> was it a type of lamp that they made when Walt was alive? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's magic lamp that kept burning through the pandemic. <laughs> Walt yeah. said if there's ever a pandemic, give people the lamp. They need hope. Give them the lamp. Uh, yeah. So the lamp is the new ghost. <laughs> but in a pre-lamp era... And we needed some some excitement um, because, yeah, I, I mean, I, I never had actually tracked in my head. It was just, yeah, nobody's really sure if it was there or not. So before I knew the timeline, it, which 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 was interesting uh, uh, and, and some of the, the lore and the mythos comes out of the fact that, like I said, you as soon as, uh, you know, by September uh, 1969 like the second month of operation for sure you go on this ride and there is no hatbox ghost but if mm-hmm. you were a, a nerd for this stuff following this stuff looking at any ancillary media you might have been like where's that ghost yeah because sure they used the ghost the ghost was by i saw an advertisement with a cool like line drawing of him and then there was this record slash book like the record is a reading of the book and the hatbox ghost is in that. So he's in materials that exist outside of the right, which might, might've made people think he was in it. Like, no, I remember him because there's that hitchhiking ghost that looks similar or he's in the, the record or whatever. Like in my head, it was possible that he, it was never available to the public to see. And people mm. were just conflating all the right. stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and I think like, there's a lot of interview before when it was just like a Guillermo del Toro is going to do a new non Eddie Murphy haunted mansion. He was the one I think who really sort of brought up a lot of like, Oh, it's about the Hatbox ghost. If you don't know what that is, that's this thing. And he probably had the record. He probably had all of it because he's uh, got a house full of concept art. Yeah, but he's got, I'm just saying he has probably a house full of like old shit. I mean, he does have a house full of old shit, but he probably like has the, record and stuff enough to like yeah have found the 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 still kind of seldom examples of hatbox ghost being talked about here's a quick clip just to play it of uh which i'm mainly playing because it's thurl ravenscroft my favorite voice who's Mm. also one of the singing bus uh this is just his quick his mention in this storybook slash record he was a cloaked figure with an evil grinning face a hatbox hung from his hand that's that okay Um, (laughs) Uh, it's it's not much, but if you're like that could uh, w- with the attached image uh, that could linger with you as a kid, and you might be like somebody might have heard this in 1970 and then not gone to Disneyland until the 80s and thought, where's that go? Where's that hatbox well, guy? It brings up a good question to me: uh, do, Is he the most popular ghost if he's he never got removed? Is it is so much of the fun of him? Is it because it was decades of being, oh, of withholding seeing, of withholding the ghost? You think he is now for sure? I think due he's to number one hundred percent. There was no legend 
do people care about this? Is does he become because I was wondering, is there some world where he's sort of like the mascot of the ride in a way ahead of the hitchhiking ghosts? Uh, who mm-hmm. now sort of, if you need to like represent it abstractly, who That's are you going to meet in there? It's the hitchhikers. Um, Maybe Leota. Yeah. I guess Leota is after the hitchhikers, but yeah, Hatbox Ghost might be taking the lead. But I'm saying, does he take the lead if they just use that original robot that in those pictures and it's a cool effect and it works, but does he just become another one of the of the ghosts? And the hitchhiking ghosts still are like kind of the the big thing because people are like, they followed me home. They were in the mirror and Oh, like, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, he if, doesn't. Now he's been so showcased, and now his robot is much better than the other robots, and he looks very oh, yes, cool. Yes, he's the only one who got one made. He got a very cool robot and legend. He's a legend now because yeah. of that. Yeah. Is he the legendary? Does he have his own podcast, The Ride Haunted Mansion episode? Oh. I don't think he does. Yeah. I think a big I think part the story, of it. The, the story is important context because it wouldn't have been as, as cool, even if that, if the yeah. sort of like, if they'd figured out whatever the 60s jankiness was, it probably would just be as fine as right. the some of the stuff in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. So he would, I'm sure people would like him, but I he think, didn't have a few decades of like Chinese democracy buildup. Very good comparison. Mm, yes. yes. Yeah. Guns N' Roses, a uh, long I think the Hatbox Ghost delivered a little better than the eventual release of Chinese <laughs> I think democracy. That's right. <laughs> the Guns N' Roses, that has been out for 10 years, I think. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 10 glorious. But we, was, we all, we revisit it each, uh, each Christmas season with our loved ones. <laughs> you know what it really, if I could do another pop culture analog, because it's a character in a highly anticipated um, property who's it was far enough into the like as far as anybody knew this guy's in it so he's in the the artwork mm-hmm. uh in the case in the metaphor i will make that i'm talking about a character who there were toys made of uh like this guy get ready to like this guy i think the hatbox ghost is the constable, constable zuvio <laughs> yes of the haunted mansion I if you don't know if you <laughs> I, maybe we should still do a glossary of deep star Wars character but this is who was supposed to be in the initial in force Awakens, in the first line of force awakens toys that came out before the movie one of the characters was constable zuvio a very intriguing name like hatbox ghost because yes. you're like a constable mm-hmm. in <laughs> he's maybe in a trailer i forget um but people were there was a lot of constable zuvio buzz before that movie came out and then if you saw force awakens he's not in the movie mm-hmm. don't know where my my friends uh Friends of mine, uh, uh, such as Buzz Buzz, made a video for Funny or Diet that, that I liked, which was like, let's make something about everything, like everything that's going to, we think is going to be on Star Wars based on the seven things they've said. Mm-hmm. And the great Josh Fatum plays Constable Zuvio, maybe the only on-screen Constable Zuvio. <laughs> oh, wow. This. Good point. I think so. <laughs> Unless anybody, I mean, he played it. He's like kind of a hijinky guy who falls over a classic Zuvio lie, <laughs> which I, if his Zuvio was in the movie i might like the movie more dave filoni were come on get josh to play zuvio on one of these yeah uh josh fadem not josh gad no no clear. josh fadem yeah, yeah. Josh i mean has about gad not had enough <laughs> yeah no i mean i wasn't but you put gad somewhere else i'm just saying I was for just, zuvio hearing when you talk about casting and nerdy properties and that's true he's josh, often i go right to one place i hear you he's make done, josh gad a different constable a new constable <laughs> Fadum, we want. Fadum is a, a, series, a bunch of brothers who are constables. Yeah, they can yeah. be in the same parts. scenes together. Um, but. There's uh, historical precedence with that with Star Wars too, because the lead up to Episode One, there were two. 
two big lead-ups. One was Samuel L. Jackson is a character named Mace Windu, and I think he has less than 10 minutes of screen time in episode one. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then the other character who I think you could send proof of purchase away for and get it. Uh, I, I, Mike, you might know his name. He has like a cone head kind of head. He's on the Jedi uh, Council. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, he's in it, right? He's yeah, in he's it. in it. Uh, why can't I think of but this guy? He, he, he has a cone do. head. You could, you could send away for this action figure, and they were, Dark Horse Comics also had like a four-issue series. So everyone was trying to read Ki-Adi. the tea Ki-Adi. Yeah. This Ki-Adi, guy, right? I'm sorry, Ki-Adi yes. Mundi? Oh, is that right? Is it is this guy's name? Oh wow, Mundi! <laughs> You're right. Is that how you say? Right. Is it Mundi? I don't know. I've never heard it pronounced. I mean, I'm gonna say this is wow. Ki-adi Star Wars is a Mundi, but maybe there's a Clone Wars episode where somebody says his last name yeah. or his full name. Not as disappeared as Constable Zufio, but him and Mace Windu, like leading up to Episode One, those were the little like, and these guys are coming, get excited, and then <laughs> barely in the movie. The whole Jedi Council is doesn't whole have much Jedi to do. Council. Mace Windu gets uh, much more action he gets in the second to, and third. Yeah, and he movies. gets talked to Yoda at least. Yes, he gets like one on ones with Yoda at the very least. But yeah, Mundy doesn't. Get to talk to you. Oh man, they don't give Mundy anything to do. Poor Mundy. He had all his. Oh that, man, yeah. hey, it's the light side and dark side at the World Series this year. The Phillies versus the Astros. That's right. Jason versus Mundy. Oh I don't know who to root. Should you know we what? Actually, no. I do. I had no opinion on the matter until last night seeing Ted Cruz front and center. That's right. Behind home plate. So I, I'm going Phillies uh, for that. And reason who was front and center at the Phillies game? Star of Top Gun Maverick, Miles Teller <laughs> from Downingtown, PA. Wow. Everyone had a great Some, time at the Maverick. Guy. Jeez, Miles Teller, someone who I've tolerated for at least three weeks. <laughs> he's and he's Jason's guy now. <laughs> he's my guy now. Jason we were talking him. about like I don't know. He was pretty charming. Top Gun Maverick and SNL. Then he's at the Phillies game. And, yeah, I know. You know? He's kind of good on SNL. I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, so Avatar and Miles Teller, you've come around to. Uh, yeah, I'm, Plus, I'm, I'm, I'm Miles Pilled. I, I I'm haven't Teller watched Pilled. the Godfather TV show, but I that love a scene. excellent. I, I love a scene chewing. I love um, <laughs> Feud, Betty versus Joan. That miniseries yeah, is so great. I don't think those are comparable, I, I don't think it's as good. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think he's, it's probably delivering like Jessica Lange, uh, 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 Susan Sarandon facing off, but you know. uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll come, you know, in three years, it'll be all we talk about is teller on the, the offer. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the zoo, back to the Zuvio of the mansion, the, the Hatbox ghost here. Let's talk a little before we get even dive back into legend. Uh, there's things about this character that exist regardless of form, regardless of if he's drawn on a book or in a, a figure that got removed or the figure today. Um, I mean, just the the effect is cool. The box is cool. That he's like hunched over. There's a lot of character just to the way that he that he holds it. He, like he's holding it in a mischievous manner. Like I got something here, and we know that he's maybe uh, not the best with walking. He's got his uh, his his like crooked cane, uh, which has a more specific term, but I'm not shillelagh. Is that right? Well, I that's think, like a claw. Like, that's a thing you beat someone with. I guess you no. would use a shillelagh if it's big enough as a walking stick. I think I saw that word applied, to, unless I'm crazy. Uh, uh, but, you know, hey, it's at least a, a, a cane. Um, he's got a gold tooth. That's a, a distinct facet of him. He does seem to have more personality. I will give it. To, I, I didn't want to completely take away what is interesting about him, but he does seem to have some interesting tr- things about him that really stick out more than some of the other ghosts. Yeah, so the, the I, kind I of you... um, 
uh, his, his, his like asymmetrical eyes, which may, maybe they aren't exactly, but it's just the way the pose is mm-hmm. where one is wide and kind of frightful, but the other one's more furrowed and shriveled up. Like it's a, you know, it's, it's an off putting facial pose for sure. Yeah. yeah. The doodles of him for the, the kids records and kid stuff can also, you can make him cute. Like he's cute in this. He is cute. He's in pretty part. cuddly, yeah. and he's yeah. got kind of like a shock of fuzzy hair. He looks like kind of a Hanna Barbera guy in that version. Oh yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. Do you think even before we start talking about like what we think, do we think we should maybe get into sort of this history of hats in general? Because <laughs> I looked up some interesting oh, stuff oh, about you stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, you just, actually did. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I mean, I did. I didn't uh, listen I knew to the episode. You were gonna find a way to screw me. <laughs> well, I just don't screw. I mean, I didn't listen to the episode, but I did look at. I did look, watch a video called World Hatstery One Hundred One mm. about the top hat. Well, I guess we better hat of the modern man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, Jason, do you know anything about the top hat? Um, I know <laughs> it used to be very labor intensive, and the phrase "man as a hatter" comes from like mercury used to be used in the sure. Uh, well, that's uh, interesting. That's process. sort of interesting. I know you're doing this to needle me, but. That That's is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Well, People but it's hatters at mercury heads. It's also interesting. The top hat sort of replaced the sugar loaf hat. You know, because that's more of like kind of a pilgrimy hat type hat. Mm-hmm. Which and would then, you prefer, Jason? A sugar well, loaf? For I a, just need to. I'm going to double check a sugar loaf hat before I, can't I make a decision. I can't picture that offhand myself either. Mm-hmm. Just Google sugar loaf. Um, but then also, yeah, there's obviously it, it didn't completely. So should he not put hat in? <laughs> just sugar loaf will do it. Uh, sugar loaf. <laughs> what is? We can talk about sugar loaves too. Uh, that might be for its own episode about sugar. Okay, loaves. yeah, sugar loaf seems like the transitional point between like pilgrim hat and like ten gallon cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's kind of man in the yellow hat. Yes, exactly. So That's he was right. sort of yeah. a throwback as well. Mm. Um, uh, uh, the top hat, John Hetherington, is the presumed uh, uh, creator of the top hat, mm. who was an English haberdasher. Mm. Um, and it was first mm. worn in public in uh, January 1797. Wow. So it's an old thing. This was, folks, this is the Met Gala of its time. Mm-hmm. People were like, are you yeah. crazy? You're not wearing a sugar loaf hat? <laughs> but it, this, soon enough, it becomes the norm. That's right. Uh, and it was still, it was like a wealthy thing. You know, this is a, it's always been a fancy hat, you know. Mr. Monopoly wears it, and I think people like the Mr. Monopoly of the 1800s would wear it as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, this suggests again we need this history because it suggests something about the character of of the Hatbox Ghost to be able to analyze him thoroughly. Are you are you saying like in a socioeconomic fashion mm-hmm. by by He's, him wearing yes. the top hat and by even you know what by having. A hat box, because that's a whole... I yes. don't know if anyone has the history of the hat box. Well... Uh, God forbid, but... Th- you know, because that's... I was thinking, like, do you guys anticipate in your life ever... Owning a hat, a hat box. I could see Jason having a hat box. I was, I w- did write down, like, do people know about, in the modern age, do people learn about hot hat boxes from this character or this attraction, you know? Um, because I think, um, you know, upscale, if you're buying, like, a real hat, like a blocked hat, men or women's hat, you still get a hat box. Mm-hmm. But, like, how often do you do that in your life nowadays? Once or twice Rare. for some people, if ever? You know, has anyone ever gotten a, purchased a hat? Not that, not like a cap, right? But a hat that requires. I've never. I don't think I will ever be commissioning a hat to be made to my specifications. Right. Yeah. I think if you are going to a place where you're getting like a fully from scratch, like made 
fedora or cowboy hat, 10 gallon hat, you might still be getting, or like high fashion, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you're going to Neiman's or Bergdorf's or stuff, you might be buying something that comes in and, because the packaging is part of the luxury. Is you know? Bergdorf's a regional? I never heard Bergdorf's. That was the place, That w- that's the fancy department store whose restroom I used in New York. Uh, Bergdorf Goodman's. Uh, it's next to the plaza and Central Park. Is this like a, am I supposed to know the, when you used the restroom, that story? I, well, <laughs> I told this story when we were in New York, cause I went in the plaza we wanted to see the lobby of the plaza hotel. And most of it is like blocked off for non hotel guests. Or if you don't have a reservation, well, there's for so tea. many people trying to retrace the steps of Trump and uh, yes. like, they can't. That's like <laughs> That's Abbey right. road. Like mm-hmm. we can't, so many yeah. people are, they're trying to recreate people are getting down on their knees in a little Nick cap and another guy in a big coat point in the way to go yeah yeah uh so if you you never owned a top hat in a serious manner no. right okay no, no. not nor have i <laughs> though i do no. kind of want when i turn like 40 i'd like to start wearing a cowboy hat but i think it might be too much mm-hmm. can i i actually looked up the i can't believe i'm staying on inventor of the top hat but i looked at john hetherington is just such a name i i wanted to see more and this is i i'm confused by what i'm reading this is wikipedia and uh i don't know if what we're talking about is the top hat but there was an incident with this guy oh yeah yeah i saw this yes <laughs> in 1797 he was charged with breach of the peace and inciting a riot yes because he'd appeared on the public highway wearing upon his head what he called a silk hat which was shiny luster and calculated to frighten timid people and the officers of the crown stated that several women fainted at the unusual yes. sight while children screamed dogs yelped and a younger son of cordwainer thomas no not cordwainer no. his, his poor son has he not had a diff- Difficult road enough. It was thrown <laughs> down by the crowd, which collected and had his right arm broken. Uh huh. So there is a. This is. I thought this was interesting because this is like the legend of the hatbox ghost. This seems like bullshit, doesn't it? A guy wore an experimental <laughs> hat that made women shriek, dogs yelp, and it a was child a, has got his arm broke. It was a hat that was a few inches taller than a normal hat, <laughs> and it had slightly different, slightly different shape. And it caused a panic and a riot. This seems like a made-up story, does it not? In a time where people... Yeah, it's also... Look, Wikipedia is saying... Oh, look. (laughs) In the Wikipedia, the common form of the story as reproduced in many... Then subtitle put in by Wikipedia. Which which (laughs) books? Many which books? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it seems crazy. And also, like... A slightly taller hat. Mm-hmm. Wear a powdered wig like a normal <laughs> sane person. Kill him. <laughs> Kill, Kill the boy. demon. Kill the boy. Kill and the younger cord winner, Thomas. <laughs> it's so... This is, yeah, this is exactly like the hat box. So the legend of the top hat is filled with like, oh, was it yeah. the scariest moment when people saw it? Were people not able to handle a hat that was uh, double the size of double a normal hat? Specifically, <laughs> when I look up silk hat, it looks like the hats, you know, that opening shot in uh, the prestige with all the hats just kind of like, and you don't know what you're seeing, but no. it pays off later. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Uh, Could you show just that, like, one minute of film to someone from the past and they would just lose their minds? Like, look at all those hats. Look at all those tawdry hats. Yes. They got to be institutionalized. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hats. Hats. Also, according to that YouTube channel, um, initially, it was usually like beaver fur was used to make uh, a top hat until the decline of the beaver industry. 
Hmm. So then it was probably what a fine more industry that must have well, been. Well, tr- Trump said he was going to bring back the beaver industry, <laughs> but he didn't. I, I believe I heard beautiful st- beavers, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. They're making dams. We can make hats out of their fur. If he, if he went on TV and was talking about beautiful beavers, well, that's the, true. The, the late night hosts would have a field day. They would, and it would have sunk his career, certainly, for a presidential <laughs> candidate to be so lewd. about wanting to see beautiful beavers. Yeah, no, that would have sunk him for sure. I think became very popular. Some sort of fur or pelts that were easily acquired in America became very popular in France. To wear beaver? To wear, like, yeah, items maybe of beaver. Uh, and, and so, like, an influx of money into the early the America. beaver industry. Yeah. America's founded on the beaver industry. <laughs> yeah. Which we mean our... probably like grinding up beaver bodies by it was, hand. Yeah. It was, it was really on awful, whatever it was <laughs> without knowing any details. Look back in the awful. past, you were either being scared of hats or you were grinding up beavers. You had to choose <laughs> one or the other. It sucked. What kind of man are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beaver grinder, beaver or grinder. a hat shrieker. Fifty percent of the food you eat, it's got bugs in it, and they're not supposed to be there. <laughs> uh, uh, some people, uh, uh, you can call a top hat a high hat or a topper, which I like that. I think that's a cute way to call it. Well, look, I got my topper here. Topper. Yeah. Hmm. So I think this is all important context for the character of the Hatbox Ghost to know where he comes from and what he's all about. I don't. I should disagree with you, and yet. <laughs> I think maybe it does. I think it does. Yeah, because if he's dealing in it, it just implies he is a fancy ghost. And this is a ride full of fancy ghosts. That's maybe That's true. A, like there's there's some status uh, throughout this. There's also uh, speaking of Wikipedia, like barely sourced things. Some one of these Disney fandoms, which are always pretty shade Disney mm-hmm. uh, had the the tidbit of info. He was a milliner, though this has yet to be clear in the attraction itself. <laughs> okay, so he's not then? So you made that up? So that's bullshit then? Um, There's a lot of that on these Wikipedias. Yeah. Well, it's here it says he's this, and here it says he's, like, it's it's not really, until we see the Jared Leto movie, which was def- will be definitively <laughs> what the Hatbox, he's playing the Hatbox Ghost in a movie next year, which I guess. Yeah. That's no, a big thing between ho- the years. What, what, what date does that come out? I'm sure it's before. No, let I, me throw this out. Should we delay next year's Haunted Mansion episode to fully just talk about the Haunted Mansion movie. Oh, man. I'm not saying we do. I'm no, just throwing it out. No, by precedent, by precedent. Okay. We have we did the Eddie Murphy That's movie. on the second these gate. These can sit alongside. These are not All the right. same track. Okay. I cite precedent <laughs> to say, please, can we not... <laughs> Okay. Can we only do a beleaguered second I'm gate? imagining you wearing a beaver top hat when you're saying this because you're citing precedent like an old-timey judge or something. <laughs> wow. I say precedent. Hmm. August 11th, 2023. Hmm. Interesting release date. Early. Yeah, a little early. Trying to make a it little a early for Halloween, but like just the tail end of like summer starting to taper off. Like August mm-hmm. was very grim for movies well, this past summer. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can make an argument though that people are starting the Halloween season earlier and earlier every year, so that's appropriate. Well, in Christmas, I saw some. Oh, uh, Christmas is already here, Jason. I saw a post uh, about like oh, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. <laughs> when you walk in the entryway, there's already garland on the fake New York like Before building Halloween? facades, and there's yeah, there's Target, still like Target has a, week a bunch of left. Yeah. Of horror nights, and they've got like Christmas decorations up. The snow is on the castle at Disneyland. Yeah. 
Yeah. And oh, I, I just, never mind. I won't talk about that. That's about my <laughs> annual pass that I can't renew now. Oh. I mean, oh, you really? probably can't either. Oh, I can't. Yeah, unless only you did Jason it. Did, no, I Jason didn't do did it. it. So Jason's the only one who has a magic key right now. Didn't you have like a? There's no grace period. There wasn't a 30 day. Or I don't 60 believe day so. Grace and my, I might have been past that as well. Oh, but no, we're we're yeah. locked out until they decide. They oh. allow us to oh, buy another one. So that's fine. And with all this bullshit, I'm fine. I, I mean, I'm annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, annoyed. It's been annoying there. It's just annoying to me if they never release them again. And like, will again. They I, did last who fall. knows what they're going to do? Yeah. It's yeah. all over the place. By next year, we'll know. We'll have such a pile of new frustrations and confusing. It's a, it's a, not, it's not a magic key anymore. It's a, it's a pixie dust pouch. So make sure you have your pixie pouch. Is the, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You don't have enough dust in it today. You can't get in. <laughs> well, when pixie pouches are announced, at least that'll give us a chance maybe on the ground floor again. So I'm all for that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If as long as we can be opening day, if uh, um, I, I'm not sure which way to go. If we, because there, there's stuff to talk about with the mo- with the movie, but do we stay on kind of legend? Uh, sure. Let's well, should we talk path. about the return, or do you have more well, legends? I've got a little stuff on. Yeah. So what actually happened? So look, uh, uh, the you know legends surrounding it. Did they pull it because it's too scary? Uh, did actual guests get to see it? And what seems to have been pieced together is it was around for employee previews where Tony Baxter saw it. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the only sources on any of this yeah. for a little while. And he says, well, it's very possible that they could have also been like soft opening, previewing it for guests and guests saw it then. But there's only this, this very mild window where it could have happened. And over the years through the 90s as the story has come out, like it took forever, but this site Doom Buggies has tracked it. And a picture was found of it in context and a brief uh, Zapruder-esque video. Yes. (laughs) Where you got to really know what you're looking for (laughs) to see it. But so this, there is proof that it was around four guests for a couple weeks. Um, So then what? Why did that? What a weird, like not clean way to to pull. It's around for guests a little bit. Um, the, The true story here, I looked a little further into Yale Gracie who I'm sure we talked about in the first year or two, but I had to, as with Dr. Augustine and Dr. Ogden, I had to refresh my memory. Uh, um, And I'm sure we talked about him in the context of what he did for the mansion, but other Disneyland stuff. He basically, he was the special effects guy. And that's a really particular thing to be the special effects guy in the 1950s and 60s. That's where you're using like weird Houdini magic, yeah. Houdini magic to like, it's it's all like, it's it's practical effects. So like the popularization of Pepper's Ghost uh, it, anywhere, it's been the mansion, but still used today in Rise of the Resistance and other stuff. And then comes from this guy because he was looking for theatrical effects that could have worked, you know, a hundred years ago yeah. and they can still wow people in the park today. Um, the let's see he worked on the lava in Peter Pan's flight a uh, mm-hmm. little subtle touch that had to be cool and look real and be done on the cheap uh, we were just talking to the Doughboys about the Blue Bayou restaurant and something we uh, really lit up at so, such a big part of the, the ambiance there are the fireflies shooting oh, yeah. by that's this guy wow. he did those which is like still what a huge part of being that's like what you that's why the hassle of mm-hmm. getting into the blue bayou is this subtle thing and he used to, the guy used to complain about like uh 
people trying to recreate stuff he wanted to do in with newfangled ways of doing things and he's like no there's one way to do it there's one way to do these fireflies whenever they try they mess it up he was very particular mm-hmm. and i think people imagineers today are still like oh yeah this guy was he, he was right on the on the money about everything he was a genius yeah when it comes to fire lives. Uh, fire in pirates is this guy oh, and wow. there's a really cool photo of him holding a pipe behind the fire oh wow like looking real like just like cool villain uh, mm-hmm. uh with the awesome orange lighting hitting him from behind um so anyway uh guy truly pioneering like so important to the history of theme parks and he's working in spaces nobody's worked in before uh so he's not always gonna get it right Mm -hmm. and this is a thing that he didn't quite get right as we said it worked in one environment but not in another and the reason it got pulled is because he said i'm pulling it like it's not like anyone there was no superior saying yale you screwed up yank the hatbox ghost he was not happy it drove him mad and he pulled it out himself it was like axel rose hearing the first go at chinese democracy and saying this these songs aren't good enough Mm -hmm. i have a standard yeah i need them to be as good as appetite for destruction yes and then and he and he held to that standard and we right. can all we're all humming them in our we all we all that's know the right songs. Uh, <laughs> we needn't do it on microphone um he just couldn't take it anymore and it stayed on site he had like kind of a sort of a bungalow office at disneyland and it was just sitting in his office maybe like <laughs> taunting him like the raven wow. this kind of adds to it too i never heard any of this and uh it just really bugged him and then it started getting stripped for parts not uh uh, Jason, as you said, it's been debunked that he became the eagle in America Sings, mm-hmm. but he did like because it's translucent parts and like it got like robbed for various parts for the graveyard scene mm-hmm. and for different characters in that. So that box ghost really like disintegrated <laughs> and just like became you know parts of twelve characters mm-hmm. essentially, and uh, and it bugged Yale Gracie and he, he he wanted to get it right, he never got it right. Gotta say also, Yale Gracie sounds like a great guy. Quote Mark Davis. Great Imagineer. He was a great guy. I never drink a Manhattan without saying, and his wife Alice and I agree on this, here's to Yale, because that's all he drank. <laughs> Love it, man. It's my favorite. Is a Manhattan guy. I, th- but I wow. think he also did like martini lunches uh, like on the Disney lot. Drunk 24-7. Awesome. Great. <laughs> a drunk magic man <laughs> yeah. who was a perfectionist who didn't want to put uh, stuff in the park he didn't sure. believe in. Uh, um, so that's Yale Grace. So really what happened is the guy who really wanted to bring this illusion to life couldn't do it, which makes the 2015 reprisal so much more dramatic that it yeah. was like piecing together the dream of this uh, this cool Manhattan drinking pipe smoking guy. Wow. Yeah. So it's almost like thinking of I mean, it's not quite the same because the Yeti is still in Expedition Everest and it's not working. But Joe Rody has left the company like at this point. But mm-hmm. he had vowed for years he's going to fix it, going to fix it. And now he's gone. Whatever happened, he's with Richard Branson in space now. <laughs> um, but maybe it'll, like somebody will have to do it in 30 years and finally fulfill yeah his wishes to make that thing move again they have to know that like it's not going to move the needle attendance wise but but if they can ever crack it all the nerds like us will be so oh my god the yeti were it will be like in a certain sub it'll just like be a a real like wave of excitement the imagineers know that now will we ever have uh, somebody who would rubber stamp 
green light <laughs> that project for money again who wants to do something just because it's fun for that for the park yeah. and not because it's going to move the bottom well line. isn't this hey look isn't the 2015 Habak's ghost and a lot of other things they were doing back then kind of a sign of sign of the times of those times in a good way mm. it's not chapek era where like i don't know what's more let's do bands here like what more what money adders can we throw in right uh, uh you know this is like when, when that box ghost got to come back it was such an era of like we don't need to do this but it'd be cool if we did it it would make everybody yeah. happy if we did it yes. yeah and it's funny because the 60th anniversary that 2015 uh uh it's fun when companies like this contradict themselves because there was a video about it like he's back uh on the disney parks blog and they made a um they did a post and they had a little video talking to a bunch of Imagineers and they're like, we thought it'd be cool to bring back for Disney's diamond anniversary, you know, diamond celebration. That was what they called the 60th. And I know you've taught me I, guys. I, I taught know you the diamond, but <laughs> there's also an, a USA today article from that time where the like lead on the project was like, yeah, it's just kind of happy coincidence that it's lining up with the anniversary. We didn't do that on purpose. But then there's also a no. video with a different Imagineer going like, as part of the diamond anniversary. So well, they have to fit the narrative. The narrative yeah. fits whatever the they were. The narrative fits. They didn't mention the narrative that is like, well, they didn't really do a bunch of new stuff for that diamond anniversary. Look, pretty I, much just Jason, that. Jason, I'm with you. I'm goes. haunted by that anniversary not doing as much as we wanted it to do. Yeah. There were supposedly so many things going to be announced. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Well, yeah. This is par for the course. Uh, at yeah, this point that's true uh, um but so yeah 2015 it comes back i try i learned a little about um why that happened that like as a, yeah i think it got grouped into the, the the diamond celebration of course but um okay there is a podcast called tomorrow society uh with very good interviews with imagineers about their craft the, st the stuff we don't uh, we do. don't talk about yeah uh so we don't have we don't be funny but like uh this guy talks to a couple people who are a part of this project daniel joseph is one and ray spencer is another and i really i especially enjoyed listening to ray spencer um this is an imagineer's name i don't know we tend to only talk about like it's hard to find even like you gotta be really prominent like a joe Rody for us to even uh -huh. know the name but ray spencer at the same at the very same time he had three projects going on uh one was the redo of the matterhorn so like those screens on the lift hill now mm -hmm. and the redo of the robots yeah very similar to this just yes. like atmospheric didn't have to do it but the ride's so much cooler because they did it yeah it's it, it's modern and digital but it feels it's not out of place in an old ride mm -hmm. um and then he also did the redo of condor flats the soren era area into grizzly peak airfield mm -hmm. also very charming also mm -hmm. a like just they didn't have to but better that they did it right it makes the toppings bar more fun <laughs> as jason knows sure We're in a better mood and maybe end up loading up on more toppings uh, um this guy also, uh, probably the ultimate, they didn't have to do it, but thank God they did it, Buena Vista Street. Mm -hmm. That was his big project, and the red car trolley. He was very passionate about trolleys. Jason needs to know this. I mean, this. I like you gotta meet this guy. Say his name again. Just Ray Spencer. Ray Spencer. Is the guy. His interview with Tomorrow Society was great. And uh, you might think, well, I can't picture this man. I've never seen him, but you may have, because if you go to California Adventure, there is a place called Big Top Toys on Buena Vista mm -hmm. Street. And as soon as you enter, there is a conductor. You ever, you ever pass by this? Yes, a guy in a red him. jacket and a top hat. Wow. Um, and that is this 
guy. Wow. Uh, and like the old cone, the, the shouting cone, like an old director would use. It's like we the greatest showman. We talked about him. We must have at some ago. point. My, uh, yeah. Well, a couple, uh, like it might have been because my friends, Tyler and Kia, were at the park and they were like, hey, <laughs> the park fan, who's this? And mm. I said, I don't know, but I'll find out. And I was happy to report that is an Imagineer who yeah. likes the circus and likes trolleys <laughs> and did Buena Vista Street. And now I know he's part of the That Bucks Goes too. Um, so I got a good feeling about this guy. Does he I still like work Grace there or is he done? I th- uh, Fired probably like everyone else. <laughs> I'm not sure. It might be like a consulting. He does stuff sometimes. I think he might like do stuff for Universal yeah. too. Um Anyway, he brought up interesting interview. I won't just like recite things from the interview, um, but a couple interesting things about the pro. It was not just we're gonna make the Hatbox Ghost again and plop him back in. There's some stuff we got to be concerned with. Um, there was not a natural decision of where to put it because do we like evict mm-hmm. a previous character and put it in the attic like it was, or maybe we'll have the same problem. It won't really fit, and then they ended up carving out this little kind of cubby, which I I love. I love his yeah. spot. Uh, um, they also had to change the track slightly. That, that's something I didn't know about this. It is they didn't just put a figure in because I'd never thought about this. That the Doom buggies, it's not like it's a digital system, right? Right. Pointing right. it from place to place. There's on the track itself. There's some mechanism nudging your car, turning it for the way that they want you to look. Mm-hmm. And that spot did not exist for Hatbox Ghost previously. So they had to reroute the track and change it to make you, to, so you get to stare at it for longer as we're doing with this episode. Sure. Yeah, and they did it. I think they changed, and correct me if I'm wrong, they changed it. Um, there was a point where they were teasing the Hatbox Ghost where they sort of just put up kind of like a, a flat with like a window or something. It was, it was like was a kind window of and mysterious. like siding. That was up for a while. It was up for a while. I where, like, think we- they changed the track before, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure if that's actually maybe documented. they had maybe they did made it part of a bigger overhaul. Yeah, and then just like one day we'll just put that. we'll take the wall away and he'll be there. Oh, that must be it. I yeah, think yeah. that's what happened. So correct me, somebody was yell it at kind me of a wrong. digital window? I saw something about it's sort of a digital looking window, and then it had the one of the the owl stanchions from the line. Oh, maybe I, I don't remember. And then maybe I something even had, like it flies away or something. I think I was going a. A, a lot around we the time and i lot, remember yes. seeing the window and we we were talking about like when is that going to come he's it's got to be him it's got to be the hatbox because they didn't right? say who it was but they said something's coming to the haunted mansion which is real that was awesome there was a tease on the ride oh really like that i'm saying this was a oh, tease this, on the ride okay yeah, yeah. versus like oh they're putting a thing on a ride and then it's just there this was like something's coming to the mansion there's a different thing now when you would go on it like that was teasing it in the like I don't. I can't think of a good example of like something yeah. new is coming to a ride, but there's something there to suggest exactly where the new thing will be. I don't know. It's very. It was very cool. It was at a the good. Time. It was like a trailer almost. Like you yeah, know, something's yeah. gonna be <laughs> yeah. here. It was a, cool. like a real tease, short teaser trailer. And they they announced they did announce like a month before like. The Hatbox Ghost is back. He's yeah. coming back. And but it was before that where they were teasing something's here. Something, and now it's yeah. new. And That's neat. That's neat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember. It, it's interesting because sometimes when you try to find like, when did this start? What's the opening date? It's like, well, this was the previews for cast members and friends and family. And that's, this was soft opening. And this is the official record day. This one, it's pretty definitive on all the Disney like blogs and stuff. Uh, the company websites like May 9th, 2015. He's back. You okay. can look at him. You see him on the ride. Gotcha. Huh? 
It's uh, here. Yeah, it was like a. Yeah, you're right, Scott. It's the. It was this window. If you can see that, that's kind of yeah. dark. Yeah. Okay. Jason, you remember this? And there was something with that owl. Yeah. The owl came yeah, to yeah. life or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was like we for sure you knew it was new when you went on the ride for the after like a refurb. I don't think I ever saw it in that era. That that is pretty neat. What I remember now that we've talked about the kind of the how they put it together and the project. Um. Just emotionally, let me say, I really, I strongly remember seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And when I say that I love the space that where he exists and the little space they carved out for him, what I love is that it, it so well utilizes the high backs of the doom buggies mm. where you're heading to something and maybe you see a little bit of glow, but you don't know what. And then suddenly it just kind of like whips you there. And now you're very, very close to this character with, who has this whole mythos and is just cool regardless. It's a of good reveal. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of it is you like a lot of the mansions just looking at big rooms and you have to, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And you're looking at a million things at once. This is one of the only times with the intimacy. Exactly. That you want. This is the, maybe the ultimate moment of intimacy because you only have one thing to look at. For the those the few ultimate seconds. moment of intimacy like in, that you can have as a person. Well, that depends on who you are and what you're all about. Um, <laughs> your priorities. You tell us. You're yeah. the seed factory. Yeah. Well, for me, opti- <laughs> I am the seed. Fa- I am the seed. Fa- like said, so like Walter White. I am the seed factory. He's, uh, he's nervously riffing because he knows it was artificial. <laughs> 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 too intimate. Too intimate. Uh, <laughs> no, not artificial. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there any other than maybe the hallway? But that's thing. You're moving pretty fast through there. And there's no like real face to face with a ghost in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a there's a pivot point. You know what it's like is the uh, the trolls in the maelstrom where you head towards the trolls and then you turn from the central oh, yeah. point so that you get to stare at them for a little while and then you go backwards away from them. I guess that's Elsa also in the new, but it'll always be the trolls in my heart. Sure. The yeah. Three, the, sure. The, the three-headed troll. Three-headed. Three, yeah. That's the three-headed troll. Yeah. Okay. And then you, sorry if I'm good. I haven't done yeah. my Maelstrom research. Over the we'll falls. get to that. We'll, we'll get to there. Before, but we'll, we'll do Indiana Jones 2 before Maelstrom. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Both sound great to Who me. Who wants that? No one wants that. They all want the it. Maelstrom's great. They all want it. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, it is It is cool. Like, I, it's whether you know any of the lore or not, it is a cool reveal because you really can't see it coming. Yeah, it's hard to, unless you really are craning your neck around. Yeah, you cannot see it coming. And all of a sudden you're in front of this now much newer looking robot that has a very cool effect. And I would I would be interested. I haven't pulled somebody who doesn't know anything about it, but I would imagine you would. That would be one of the memorable parts of the ride if it was your first time going on it. Go like, yeah. oh, that was that cool ghost with the head. Probably. Now, also, uh, digital, newer. Last year, my complaints were about the attic feeling too digital and current and i don't have those complaints about this it's kind of like the the matterhorn redo where there's something about they just didn't it's like something about the like the dimness and the lighting and maybe i'm just influenced by listening to this guy ray spencer because another thing he said was they they were like we need to make him special because he is special but not so special that he distracts like it is not like an aura of heavenly light on this character, right. and that was because that would be out of place. It is, I think, the dimness. It's it like you don't feel the digital nature of it so much because it's done in this realistic, yeah. moody fashion. It. I know it's not the same thing, but it almost in the same way that like 
I feel like if they had made the Harry Potter cue with the paintings coming to life 10 years earlier, those would have looked like screens. Yeah. Like, like there's a perfect. I love those. Absolutely. And they look the awesome dimness. and they still look great. Those, yeah. those paintings come to life. If you look at them and they're static, you think it's a painting. Like I, I was on it not long ago and it's like, it looks great. Yeah. And like the same thing with this, it's like within just a couple of years, stuff like this can make the difference for how good the technology is and how timeless then it can feel. Cause like the bride is dated. It's digital. Hmm. What, what it, feels, we, it kind of feels 90s and it feels very 90s and i don't i feel like this thing could last for maybe the technology would get so good it would feel dated but this thing feels like it could last for 50 years and it wouldn't be you wouldn't go oh i know when that era what era that was made in yeah, so, yeah. i mean i think you bring up a good point about the moodiness he there is not a lot of i mean leota talks she kind of has her own soundtrack and sound effects and such um, but the Hatbox goes, he's kind of like sinister, sinisterly laughing at you. And there's that like poof uh, uh, sound effect kind of when the hat, yes, the, the, the head is for the transition between the Hatbox and the, and the head. Yeah. And it feels like copacetic with everything around it. It feels of a piece. Yes, because you can, by that point, you can probably hear, you know, dis, you can hear a little bit of what's going on in the attic and a little bit of the graveyard that's yeah. coming up. So all these things just need to be ambient and fit next to each other and not be so uh, overwhelming above yeah. other elements. The other thing is you're looking at him for a while, long enough, like, as you tilt towards him. And then when you go backwards, you're kind of guaranteed at least one disappearing, reappearing. Oh, you yeah. Know? They time it so you get... Yeah, absolutely. And if it stops or if it slows down, you could see it happen a couple times, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. when you get stuck in front of him, oh, what a dream. The best spot. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, that's where that's where you want to be. Never. I, I, I always kind of like when that ride gets stuck kind of wherever you are. There's no part where I'm yeah. like bummed or anything to like, oh, this boring. Like, I kind of look forward to the... And I like the little... Playful spooks. I, I, it's, it's part of it to me. Is yes. Stuck and it's not like getting stuck on Harry Potter where I start to get a little nervous. Sure. <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> I go, well, you can be up here for a while. Yeah, depending on where you are. That's, that's, that's happened a few times. I got yeah. stuck in front of one of those uh, 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 Dementors. Ugh. No, thank you. Spooky. Just how, many stories, how many stories up are you <laughs> at that point? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. yeah at least. Two, two, yeah. Um, so... If you get it, if you're stuck in front of it for a while, you maybe get a chance to stare at it and try to figure out how does this effect work? As we said, Yale Gracie could not figure it out in just in a way just with lighting. I forget how much we said it was like essentially the idea. It's it's scrims. It's it was going to be some version of that. It's like the Carousel of Progress is an example where it seems like a wall, but then the lighting changes or it's it's you know uh -huh. transparent somewhat. And when you when you put a light in there, now what seems like a hard surface was actually just. Uh, Mm -hmm. Partially transparent, you could look through. It Still was something like that. Yeah, yeah. They that, use it everywhere good. on stuff. They used it yeah. a couple of years ago at Knott's uh, Paranormal Activity Maze, like where I'd be walking down a normal, well lit hallway, and then scrims, they changed the lighting on it, and like it was hell. Then there there's were tons demons. of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, it was like such a 
great effect that still works. Right. It went from a boring hospital hallway to see the depths of hell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Really cool. Uh, it's cool. That, Yale Grazing might be behind the use of that anywhere in theme, but uh, he might, as far as I know, he might be the first. So that was the idea. It was going to be a mini version of that, but it's so lighting dependent. doesn't quite work. That's not really what it is today. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know how they do it? This is not, re- there's not even really like debunkers or people really trying to say, well, I figured out the Hatbox Ghost. Did you listen, does it say in the interview? Because I did not listen to this interview. No. And I don't think they like make a, I don't think they're dying for it to be said and figured out. I have theories uh-huh. based on my idiot brain. I have, th- well, and, and then what I have is like somebody's guess on reddit okay which take that with a grain of salt but it might be so uh i maybe have a solution if you don't want to know skip ahead but mike uh well i think it's all like sort of like led based where mm-hmm. like it can like things can like literally like a screen can turn on and off yeah. and the way that they've done it and I, i'm not smart enough to know almost in the same way like harry potter where like something on the like figure itself just looks better than like it, it masks that it's a screen it can turn on and off this is my dumb opinion I, I think it's something like that yeah but then and it's also to, like you aren't you have to really stare at it to register oh now there's nothing in right it that doesn't look like space. anything yeah. that's why that's why i think it has to be turn on and offable because you really i've looked you can't see it in the hat box when it's not there well i think i think i i, I watched the b-roll of them like you know where they do that they f- f- uh take footage of people programming it you know and they're narrating oh, yeah. over it in that short video about the hatbox ghost being back and i think what my guess was from what i could figure out from this video the the head on the body that is a practical head but it's like um very basic and the head is pro- the fate it's projected on it and then there's is there nothing in the hat box? Is there just a screen in there? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the yeah the face yeah the face obviously is blinking. There's not that's not a robot blinking. We know that there's a projection of some kind or it's some sort of screen in it. So it has to be either or. I think so. You're saying and you think Jason that there's some sort of like maybe black featureless head shaped item well no it's white like imagine movie screen wrapped around like a mannequin face like a pure white movie screen so good to be a projection that's the only reason why i'm like is it some like screen inside him that i'm not but maybe yeah maybe projection is just can can be so precise now that i never like sort of because on on other projection things you can kind of see a little like once in a while it's kind of weird Here's, and skip ahead, listener, if you just want this to be magical and not here. And this could be totally wrong, because, again, I found it on Reddit. But it makes sense to me thinking it through. I think, Jason, you're correct that there is nothing in the box and that that's maybe a subtle... 45 degree peppers ghost sort of like there is a little projector in the at the top of the box mm. that's shooting a uh, uh, image of a face down at a weird angle that then conforms correctly to a weirdly angled screen the the head on the body i this somebody believes i'll just read what they wrote and the use i forget the user it had the word wookie in it okay great <laughs> that's not full credit but it's something uh um there's a thin piece of opaque material that gets pulled into his chest. So, oh, interesting. There's so it's a really it's a very light screen that like furls and unfurls and gets sucked back and then put back 
like back and forth. Wow. So, I, it doesn't not make sense to me. And that. So it's saying it is a projection, but it's just that the, the screen pulls down and up. Yes. When and like pay- arrives right on time, like to the millisecond. Wow. Interesting. For the, the face to appear on it. So, yeah. So, to, yeah. Okay. So the way to project something would it have, it would have to be a white screen because it wouldn't project on the face. Because when the saying, face is gone. We're saying white, but maybe it's more like it's, it's a, like a really neutral gray, like a darker. Right. So, yeah, that would have to be down, obviously, when it looks like he just has black. Like there's a, a shadow, like an empty space where his head was. That's the I, effect. I think it's like it's a screen getting yanked. That's crazy. It feels like a cousin <laughs> to me of that really cool effect in Tower of Terror Tokyo. Yes, I, that's what the I was thinking. The idol appearing it, and disappearing where like you cannot be off by half a second. That was also shocking to learn how that was done because there's something that like disappears. And I thought for sure it was some sort of projection trick, but it literally shoots down into the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's like just fast. It's like a fast it, it thing just that you uses can't gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fast thing yeah. you can't see. So interesting. Regardless of what's happening, even if this user is wrong about that, I think they're dead on about this. The next part, which is the subtle blue light that represents his head moving from his neck down his body, mm. is meant to draw your eye away from the oh. rapidly disappearing screen for the projection and this interview with the the uh with the imagineer i heard and another piece of like something on youtube they seem to be hinting at this that like it's happening right before your eyes and that it's distraction it's like, uh, uh, the prestige it's uh it's yeah. a magic trick so if you're following is his soul or his essence which you're going to because that looks cool this whatever like magical ambient light is moving look that is distress so if you go on it if you and you want to crack it, you might just want to stare right at that head and don't look away. Wow, that, interesting. I mean, that is what I was trying to do when he fir- when I first wrote it in like 2015. But th- the uh, marketing did work of like the hat box goes back because the lines for Haunted Mansion massive. Yeah, were yeah, massive really to see this thing. Yeah, yeah. Are you trying to crack it, Mike? I'm looking at it now. Yeah, and I'm trying to see if I can see. The tough, uh, you know what the lighting is on its side even for like watching a video of it because you can't yeah it being in this dim spot and it's dim like even if i bet with all the lights on you'd go oh got it but yeah i guess i'm wrong i guess it probably is still a projection and there's not a screen in it but i can't really i guess there is sort of some movement on the head when it transfers so yeah maybe yeah it's still hard to tell even if you're staring at the head but it, obviously there's a video so maybe Maybe you can tell more, but it's a really great effect regardless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's huh. so cool. The fact that we don't really know and they have not really leaked and that people are not even dying to like catch them and like, I, yeah. I know what they did. Uh, uh, it's really cool. And I'm not even sure, but that seems like a start and uh, amazing. They really pulled yeah. off. It is one of the, I think it is one of the neatest things you can see in Disneyland mm-hmm. at this point within the ride. It's just, and uh, I, it's really cool. It's really cool. And I've said, I think I said this on one of the mansions or maybe everyone, I'm not <laughs> sure, uh, is that if they ever, again, this is never going to happen now because of the way decisions are made, but I would love to see an overhaul of almost all the ghosts in this style because it hmm. still looks kind of old school to me, but also it's so much more clear it still maintains the sort of spooky nature of the ghost, but it's a lot easier to see and a lot easier to see the effects. So if you put the graveyard full of at least a few more prominent ghosts, because I've said this before, it's like it, the graveyard's awesome, 
but I wish sort of they would apply the new technology to some of the ghosts and really like spruce things up overall in the mansion. Maybe like spots here and there. I don't yeah, feel like it there. needs a drastic, but there's, yeah, there's some that are just kind of hazy. And, uh, yeah. And I know like it's fun to kind of go like, like squint and go, oh, I think this person's doing this. But like some of the, some of the more marketable ghosts, mm-hmm. your Victor Geists, your uh, uh, <laughs> Constance Hatchaways, you yes, know? Yeah. Uh, who, uh, uh, what's the uh, chandelier ghost? Pickwick. 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 Thank you. Pickwick mm-hmm. deserves uh, an upgrade is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, there are, you know, the, look, there's upgrades coming to mansions here and there. Well, I'm not happy about it. Some the, of them. Yes. Well, we talked about this when we talked about D23 news. The Hatbox Ghost is coming to Disney World, and Mike took the hard stance of, no. you don't want it. Not be, an, they don't, they should. Uh, not an unpopular opinion. You, th- you think so? I, that's what I've been reading. Mm-hmm. I mean. At least in our audience. I don't think, at the very least, it's 50-50, if not more and tilted in favor of this opinion it is kind of just like uh, we put a seven-year-old animatronic we put a seven-year-old addition into the florida one which that 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 is one of the best pieces of news they had right that is a real sign of the times we're putting an old thing in a place yes and really done because of the movie i think they're presenting it as a thing. Oh, well, like the Disney history finally coming to Florida. But really, it's like we're hoping this Haunted Mansion movie is a big franchise. Jared Leto, big star, big character. He's the Hatbox Ghost. Let's get him in there because mm-hmm. people are going to want to see that character once they see this movie. That's my Maybe. cynical take is that they're presenting it as something for the fans when, in fact, they're like, we got to have this with the movie before the movie's out. Although, yeah. who knows when they're going to put it in, so... Um, but you're, you don't want, you're not wanting to just like leave an empty space. Your argument is also, (laughs) I want to leave a seat at the table for the ghost, but I don't want him to be sitting there. You want, you're, you're thinking you want them to get something that they don't, they get their own version. Yes. I think that's more fun. I think that the lore of new character, Disneyland Hatbox ghost is fun. And I think it's. I like that again. We we I think mostly in agreement that we like it being there's stuff that's unique to the parks on both coasts. Yeah, and I feel like this is what's more specific to Disneyland than the legend of this character. Sure, sure. So it feels to me like yeah, they're putting a hatbox so you ghost want the Florida hatbox ghost to have like a patchy beard and long greasy hair. You want the full 30 seconds to Mars look. <laughs> well, now, where the okay. Goes. Okay. Uh, you're making a little joke, I think, but I actually would I be am more. I a little joke. I yeah. think I would be more in favor of them modeling it after Jared Leto because no. it'll be different. No. What? I, that logic makes sense, but what? Come on. If because then it's hap- different. If that just happened, you would hate it. If it happened here, if it had like. We don't know what it looks like. this back and forth already established. I'm just saying I'm if if there were two buttons, one button is put the old the same thing that from Disneyland in and what put the Leto one in. I'm putting the Leto one in every time in Florida. And I would do it without a with a clear conscience. Just with taking your daughter for the first time and going like and that's that's the hatbox ghost. That's not Dr. Michael Morbius. Right. This is not so the it's house clear. This is not the fail son from House of Gucci. That's right. No, that's we just not watched House Gucci. of Gucci. Is it? It's wild that performance. It is. I like the performance. I, I the movie should have been in more nuts. That's my only complaint. Yeah, is every that like, character should have been like him. my complaint is like everybody still do the voices they're doing and make the movie a full on comedy and I'm there, but it's not. It's not as crazy as 
the performances would suggest. Yeah. I, th- you know, it's as you say this, that you would willingly give Florida the, the letto. The letto guy. I would, I'll tell you why this occurred to me. Well, let me. I'll just say my my thought. I I was thinking about Leto stuff, and I was thinking about Thirty Seconds to Mars, and I was like, you know, if there wasn't Leto baggage, and if and and oh, how about this? If you had grown up with it, I think you would love Thirty Seconds to Mars. That's an interesting thing. And when you say grown up, how old? If it had come out in the late '90s, where you where all that shit you revere because you heard it, then I disagree with that. I think mm. because I was okay. Believe it or not, a couple of weeks ago I was listening to some of the sequel single excuse me singles of Thirty Seconds to Mars to refresh myself. <laughs> oh, okay, this was I was on a run. Sometimes I'm all. Uh, this is going to seem like I'm I'm complaining. I'm a loud control of the YouTube once in a while <laughs> when things are going on. <laughs> When things people are uh, like wanting to focus on the TV, the people were over, Lindsay's family was over and like people are cleaning up or somebody's in the kitchen and whatever. And I'm, I can then wield the YouTube. (laughs) Hang on. What in the world? You're so when everyone's distracted and chores are being done, well, I'm just, you get, all right, Mike gets, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to act like I'm, I'm being persecuted or something. I'm just saying (laughs) once in a while when like stuff is sort of going on and people don't want to watch a movie, uh, let Mike control the YouTube. YouTube. And it can be whatever we want. <laughs> While mom is uh, putting stuff in the garbage, Anything, Mike gets the YouTube. <laughs> it's yes. And I understand it because people like to watch TV. They like to watch a specific thing. People don't necessarily like to go down YouTube rabbit holes like maybe we do. Maybe the three of us are. Oh, yeah. Are, now, look, I'm entirely YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, that's, one, a, and, that's my favorite show. Too, my yeah. favorite show is YouTube rabbit holes. Of course, yes. <laughs> and and look, you know, I, there's, I'm sure there'd be things you would see in my history and go, you watched that? The one that I always think about is that you provided as the entertainment for Lindsay and her mom multiple versions of Sammy Davis Jr. singing Doing Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. I've thought about that ever since. Yeah. I'm like, how did multiple it? You finished one and then you were like, now you should probably see this one from three years prior. <laughs> I want to actually, legitimately, I want to hear exactly how that played out. God, I don't even really one. remember exactly how it played out. I <laughs> no, was just, go back there. Unlock I'm trying to it. Think. You must. I'm, I must. I have to know. I'm trying to think because like, I'm sure we were watching some, sometimes I like, so okay, so here's, here's my strategy sometimes with when I'm YouTube rabbit holing with a bunch of other people mm-hmm. is I will try to at least get adjacent to some other people's interests. Lindsay That's very nice much like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, uh, Lindsay likes old standard. She likes the old crooners. She likes the old time music. She likes newer music as well. So she doesn't like so much like the 70 year old men in a dingy basement <laughs> complaining about the woke police. No, she doesn't. Does not like that. <laughs> Whatever you're talking about, she doesn't like it. No, uh, she likes those uh, soundscapes that I like, where it's like uh, Halloween party going on downstairs, oldies playing from another room. <laughs> you That's what you do. Ambient- no, I well, I put that on if I'm like you know working on something or cleaning or stuff. It's like um, there's a whole YouTube channel of it, and it's just like a still image, and mm. it's just playing like audio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, so th- th- I believe this happened because I started putting on some old like old old crooner types. 
And then we got into Sammy Davis, and I was like, you know what? I actually don't know a lot of like what was the song, what were Sammy Davis's song? You know Sinatra's, oh. you know a little bit of Dean. This I was, was like Discovery. This was not like yeah. You know, I know the '76 Mr. Bojangles is the best Mr. Bojangles. Right. This was a little bit more Discovery, and like Sammy Davis did uh, the Candyman, mm-hmm. uh, 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 and he did Mr. Bojangles, which is a, a, a '70s song, and I forget the band that did it. Uh, uh, yeah, I forget. It's not like an old standard, but he like ha- did it in a sort of an old style, and and ha- I, w- I think he did it every show <laughs> from that point on. Mm-hmm. So I was on a Sammy Davis kick at that point, and I don't remember exactly why I ended up with multiple <laughs> Mr. Bojangles performances. You know, it actually helps me to learn what I found that you were you were trying to learn about it. I found it so strange that you were like you ha- you've done one, and then you got to do two more. <laughs> It's, I don't, it's really like sat in my head like a rock for years. <laughs> I don't know. There could have been something more strange at play. I'm not ruling Will that you out. For the listeners rank. You don't have to do it now, but uh, at least on Twitter for anyone who's interested, rank the Mr. Bojangles performances. Do you know what a song? I uh, uh, There's a song that Sammy Davis does and Bobby Sherman does, they, they, <laughs> both uh, uh, called Sweet Gingerbread Man, <laughs> which I really <laughs> I'm a big fan of both versions of it. Uh, okay. One of the ha- in the credits on one of the Hawkeye Disney Pluses, they have uh, Sammy Davis, I think, singing "Sweet Gingerbread Man." Wow! One of the one of the that's, funny. that's an oddly relevant right because it's, like, it's takes place at Christmas. Yes, sweet. It's like yeah. fresh out of the pan, sweet gingerbread man. It's a very cheesy song, but I like it a lot. It's nice. It is nice. Can I tell uh, you why I thought Thirty Seconds to Mars? Yeah, go ahead. Because their most recent album is called America. I'm like, that's like fucking all your like songs American from an American wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> well, American thematically, idiot. okay. So here's here's my argument for why I don't think I would have been because because thirty seconds. I was listening to the singles and I was like, oh, this song, yeah, this is an unpleasant song. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know what it's na, like na, at na, all. Na, na, na. It's like very moody mm-hmm. versus like something like My Chemical Romance, which was the Black Parade. You know, do you like any of that? No. You know what I'm talking about? No. You don't know what I'm talking about I at all. I know a little. It's There's like a very it. like inspired by American Idiot album i think and you're uh, asking me welcome. if i know it well i don't maybe I, it's possible <laughs> if you avoided it like the plague so this was more when i was older when i was 20 mid early 20s mid 20s and there i like i like those my chemical romance songs pretty good okay and i was going back through all of this stuff and i go yeah what were 30 seconds to Mars songs and i was going through a couple of them and i'm like oh this is unpleasant these songs okay. are unpleasant okay and okay. don't even have like a fun upbeat sort of pop punk thing it's a little more screamo kind of like like, oh very like kind of labored and like more intense and not as much fun so i don't think so that's a good question you know what i say that not really knowing what the music's like at all i'm Uh, not as um, yeah big into like that screamo emo stuff from around that point and especially the singles which i still don't i'm like i don't seems like not fun they were on conan one time when i worked there and i was like this is the worst performance of ever it was like they were there were like six guys with giant drums who like with different uh-huh. colored face paint swiped on and it was one of those like oh oh oh, 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 oh one of those fucking chants like that song. wouldn't leave for like 15 years i think maybe we're finally a little bit out of chance oh yeah the tejo I, I was truly watching it on the monitors like come we on can people pl- like this. five we can play five to ten seconds of this i think right before jared leto sues us um <laughs> It's like really like no fun. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. It's just really, yeah, there's just, it's sort of, I remember it being on the radio and never getting into it like, you know, an all American rejects where I'd be like, well, this is a pretty fun mm-hmm. pop punk, the Ataris, anyth- anything mm-hmm. where I would casually like it. I wasn't a big fan of either of those bands. You want but some melody. What's a melody and I want a little yeah, upbeatness and. Well, here, to, to not stay in Tangent Land for too long, you know, all, all this, this is all being said because of Jared Leto. Be, oh, well, ultimately, the character we're talking about this year will be portrayed on screen. By next year, we will know. We will know what it was. We will know how it went. Yeah. Um, what are our uh, uh, fears? fears? I, I'm going to say fears. What do we think this movie is going to be like? This, this fi- Finally, oh, we get a Boy, new that's a good question. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't really know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm wor- my concern is that it's not going to be like as scary and moody as I would want it. And that's not really a fear. Cast I don't- is a little concerning because it's very comedy stacked. Yeah. Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish. Dana I mean, I like I, this is a good cat. Look, yeah, no, I, I that is nothing. To, but a tone wise, I'm thinking they're going to lean more toward the graveyard and less toward the hallway, if you know what I mean, tone-wise. I'm a little concerned they're going to burn off a lot of time, like the Eddie Murphy one did, where it's like, well, I'm a real estate dad, and I'm not around a lot because i got to sell these houses. But we're moving into one of that, because this one Mm -hmm. already, they're like, okay, the premise is it's a single mother and her child. Okay, and they move into this it's like, I don't, I do Mm -hmm. not care. Just Mm -hmm. show me this I want a monster, I want a ghost party <laughs> well look even the muppets had to reckon with how how why are you in a haunted mansion yeah. this question has to be addressed. sure that's true um so yeah i would say that my my concern is like we're still leaning we're gonna lean toward like family friendly not that it shouldn't be family friendly but it's gonna be less like atmospheric and there's gonna be less of a tone like a cool creepy tone and mood possibly well especially given that as, as was said earlier, Guillermo del Toro was maybe was like for sure was deep into development of it. And who knows what happened or why that one didn't work out. But I know that people were pained to discover that Jared Leto, who comes with a lot of uh, baggage sure, and, yeah. and maybe like there's been highly anticipated characters he's played before where then what he did was kind of annoying or nothing. Michael um, Morbius. Michael, I, we Dr. Will, Michael Morbius. We all had so many hopes for what Morbius was going to be. Uh, but the like, well, so ba- I, you know what I had not put together is that and maybe this isn't so surprising, but Doug Jones, not our friend mm. Doug Jones, but actor Doug Jones right. was going to be Hatbox Ghost in that version and everybody loves him as any yeah. creature and character that's he knocks it out of the park anytime from from mac tonight on and uh yes. so <laughs> that that does feel like oh boy they go from like culty always cool to uh to like a guy who runs a cult well <laughs> <laughs> who is a cult leader uh-huh that's true uh all that stuff is true and if uh, 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 that is all the cult stuff aside, <laughs> you mm. know, I do think I like his Mario voice in House of Gucci. I think there's a, a, 
a realm. His Mario voice? He's a very, this guy in House of Gucci. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Okay. he's. You should at least watch some scenes from House of Gucci. I think you'll know what I'm saying where you're like, man, this is right on the edge of being something like I'd like to watch. I, You know, I liked him in We Crash, the show we've worked sure. on. Sure. I, I, yeah, I thought he was a lot of fun in that. But yeah, it feels like, I don't know. I, I don't. Also, I want to say I have mixed feelings about both of these people, but like a road trip uh, comedy that pairs up uh, Jared Leto's Adam Newman and J- James Franco's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I just want to put, let's like merge yeah. them together. Sure. Let's, let's, go, let's write a fictional adventure. Right. New people can play them as long as they play them exactly like exactly. those yeah, yeah. Uh, ambiguously foreign uh, and strange point, positive oddballs, you know? They can pick up uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, Travis... Uh, Kalnick, is that his name? The Uber guy? <laughs> the Uber guy. <laughs> uh, the very aggressive uh, Uber guy. You would uh, put him over Don John? Huh? In there? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. He's not if tech- I could only put one, uh, or Jiminy, if, if you can only put one Jogo Lev on the boat, yeah, you, I, I'm going Don John. Look, you're neither of you are wrong. I was just trying to keep it in the realm of tech guy. I see, you know? I see. You're right. Oh, you're, sure, no, you're sure. right. Well, uh, the no, only look, tech- with so already isn't, and and you know who you might want to put in there is like an artist, like the tightrope walker, who because he's oh no, yeah, he's yeah. like an odd like you know sure. like let me show you a world of fantasy. <laughs> that that's like a duel then, like two sketch comedy characters, Leto and Levitt's uh, yeah accent characters. Um, yeah. Thrown together. I think one thing I, I, if I was making a Haunted Mansion movie, this seems like a, an easy go to that I think no filmmaker would consider is trying to mirror in the arc of the movie, make the first half like the Claude Coates segments and then make the second half of the movie like the Mark Davis segments. Sure. Yeah. Keep uh, it dark and then make it silly. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, that yeah. seems like an interesting way to like get the tones, the di- various tones of the ride in there. Sure, but who knows if anyone's considering that? You know. Yeah, I think with let, I, I think the answer with Leto, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> so sure, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to tell. You might get a surprisingly fun performance, or you might get a used condom in the I mail. I was going to say for sure, you're getting used condom in the mail. That's for sure. He's going to do, he's going to have heads in hat box. He's definitely handed out a bunch of hat box full of some kind of animal's heads to the cast. Oh, yeah. We know that has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito um, got a fucking hat box with a head of a raccoon in it or something. Yeah, that's, and that's so nice. Wow, a hat box. Boy, Jared is a great guy. I can't wait to work. Oh, no. He's been he's made big strides in the uh, actor's labor issues because now um, the animal heads and the used condoms, that's been worked into the latest SAG contracts, the latest oh, okay. Screen Actor uh-huh, Guild uh-huh, contracts. Uh-huh. That you, wait, that you that you get them just for participating? It's sort of like guarantee, like, you have to be paid to go do the pre-shoot COVID tests. Like, you have to make sure you're getting, you know, something absurd in the mail. Yeah. Uh, because it, uh, it's going to help with performance. Like, you, you're you going to give it a, a different bent if you're if there's a, a real, <laughs> a, a, a dirty adult diaper <laughs> sent to your a home. A full diaper, adult diaper. I forgot what the things were. I was like, what was this story again? And my, I completely, content warning, content warning, I completely went to used condoms. I forgot that right alongside this was anal beads. Oh yeah! Is that people anal? Was this on? Is uh, that Will Smith? 
on Suicide Squad. That's what this was. I <laughs> yeah, think not yeah. Justice League because the you oh, know because the Joker because something we know the Joker and something the Joker would do would say, send anal beads in anal the mail. Anal beads. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. He would serve as a just like. A voluntary uh, Spencer's mm. Gifts <laughs> sex toy employee. Right, yes. <laughs> he went into a Spencer's and was like, I know what I'll get. What are the most twisted items? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 cult, again, cult aside, his Joker is fine. I would, was, say. I would say it was not worth the hassle. It was not worth the anal beads, mm-hmm. but it's fine. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad the anal bead industry was propped up for that amount of time. I want to see the two Snyder movies. I want to see Justice League 2 and 3. I would like them to make those. And 3 is the teased at the end of the first Justice League and is the desert nightmare apocalypse. Dystopia. Yeah, where yeah. Batman is in the big coat. Which is, I think, cool, but makes no sense. Batman's wearing a thick coat over his shirt, <laughs> over his Batman outfit. All right. And he's got goggles on for some reason. Doesn't make any sense, really, I guess. He should just have goggles in his cowl. Uh, but then he's, maybe. Yeah. But then Joker is there with him. So they have to like sort of team up in this in this future world. Sorry, is this happening or is it? Uh, or no, there's still like people a, are still banging the drum on this, okay. which probably, I guess, won't happen. But hmm. It's the most unpleasant drum sounds I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh-huh. The Justice League movie's good, though. All of the these, Snyder Cut's good. These all fall into, like, fell asleep before the ending for me. Uh, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Well, Suicide Squad. Uh, we, first, we have to cut this off. It's before yeah, it's I know. 20 minutes yeah, yeah. longer. <laughs> Suicide Squad, the first movie, is not good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, I, I don't doubt that someone who has any interest in any of it would like the Snyder Cut. I, like Jason, fell asleep very quickly. <laughs> but I do in uh, any and all things of... Uh, been a parent for a while now mm-hmm. as you boy sure. as the years have gone by with these podcasts no baby when we started there were no what childless men when we started right to now uh uh and we're we're making our way out the window the the fall into the graveyard will begin soon one bit of you know what though jared leto th- this this casting information gives us one crucial piece of information about this character and it may be a good good thing as we wrap up the name I don't think I oh. knew the name, and maybe the name is purely an invention of the movie, but it will become the name canonically because there wasn't one before. The Hatbox Ghost, do you guys know offhand? I'm looking through. I have it here somewhere. Just you say the it. Hatbox I have it. The Hatbox Ghost's name is Alistair Crump. Alistair Crump. Okay. I don't know if you want to say Alistair. Probably Alistair not. I think Crump. Alistair is... Pretty, if I, uh, Crump, presumably a reference to Raleigh Crump, Imagineer, which is and, confusing because other things have called... The caretaker, who is mm. a character we'll meet soon next year. He's the wobbly knee guy <laughs> at the bottom of the hill. I don't mm-hmm. think I realized that was the caretaker. He has been defined as being Silas Crump. So they're trying. And and I think the Haunted Mansion movie, the Eddie Murphy one, had Master Gracie as a character. And we've talked about Yale Gracie. But mm-hmm. so they're trying to get these guys' names in right. wherever they can. But... A little confusing if there's already a crump. Unless they're tying it together. Unless the caretaker is related to the Hatbox mm. Ghost. You know, we should real quick, because there's so many different versions of like, yes, the Hatbox Ghost initially was the husband of the bride. Yes. And it's oh, not right, right. because it's like, and there's some people that are like, oh, well, he lost his head and the bride killed. He's not the husband. She was a victim. But she was a yeah. victim of the In bride. The and yes, also yeah. maybe yeah, all of it, because he has a lot of hat boxes. also. He's traveling with a lot of luggage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, does he have other heads? 
Is he maybe like the the sidekick of the bride in some way? He's been killed by the bride, but also now he's sort of teamed up with her and he's keeping all the heads of the headless people that she's killed in these boxes. I would love kind of a characterization as like, yes, dear, anything you say, that's dear. Exactly. Trailing that's behind her, dropping the thing, his head's falling off. So maybe that's what it is, and that's a fun idea. Huh. To to cause cause yeah, there's different like comics and things, and everybody made up their own slight origin. And again, the Imagineers didn't put two thoughts other than that looks cool put it in (laughs) like we said all of pop culture today is adding a bunch of shit to things that people did not think about in the 50s through 70s yeah Uh they thought about their manhattans and their martinis yep just like Um, that was cool that's cool let's go to lunch and get hammered (laughs) it hammered. hammered yeah uh i one thing i didn't mention um I was looking at the uh, Jason Sorrell book uh, about the Haunted Mansion, and uh, the version I was looking at is an older printing, 2004, 2006. So there's a lot about the Eddie Murphy movie in it. And Mm. I was combing through the whole book trying to find stuff on the Hatchbox Ghost, and it gets one page. Mm -hmm. And again, this is 2004, let's say, and it just has the answer to the mystery. Like, it's all there. It just says, like... Uh, it's got the Tony Baxter quotes. He's the one who said, like, yeah, you, you, it, you would rotate you towards what is now the harps. He says harpsichord. That's mm-hmm. where I came up. Oh, okay. Gosh, harpsichord be. from. Yeah. Um, but he's like, yeah, it didn't, the effect didn't work because it was too much ambient light and you were too close to it. And it's pretty definitive in this book. And this book is published by one of Disney's publishing things. And they bring... Sorrel back to update it every few years. I think the last time was around 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. So I do want to get a hold of the newer one and see, like, oh, have they expanded it now? Yeah. Maybe no. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe no. Maybe they kept it a page as opposed to us who did two hours. This was a two hour about just the Hatbox Ghost. And you know what? We weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. Yeah. You were, I never, I don't think I ever said you could be wrong. But I, I, uh, you know, this was the right thing to do. Uh-huh. I'm glad Playful Spooks interrupted our tour, mm-hmm. and we stopped here for a while and hung out with Alistair Crump. Alistair Crump, the Hatbox Ghosts, who we will see. We will have a lot more to talk about in regards to this character. The Grand Marshal of the Black Parade. No, no, don't say that. (laughs) He's not the Black Parade. (laughs) Gerard Way. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. DC Comics editor. Oh, yes. DC Comics writer and editor. The music superstar who parlayed that into a career writing comic books. Yeah. Hey, good for him. Good for him. You know? They played they played the We We Are Young Festival yesterday wearing their Black Parade outfits and old men masks. Oh. I saw mm. that hmm. yesterday. Maybe they were just afraid the winds were going to kick back up. I think they're aware of it being like a nostalgia festival and they wanted to comment, comment on, on it, it somehow. Sure, sure, That's sure. actually a solid bit. Sounds also unpleasant to play music wearing oh, a yeah. thick rubber mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I guess like Slipknot did Up it there playing the Black Parade dress like Carl Havoc, you know? <laughs> Who's Carl Havoc? Oh, from I Think You Should Leave? They, they oh, put all the yeah, yeah. Oh, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of oh, course. Speaking of obscure names of yeah, uh, wow. Carl bizarre characters. Havoc. Yeah, you pulled that out real quick. <laughs> Carl Havoc. I know what wow. that is. Uh, uh, 
What, well, you know, and now we reach any predictions about next year. One I have is that because it was said once, how many more times were, will Gerard Way and the Black Parade be mentioned mm. between now and next Halloween? I have my fears. Uh, do you uh, want to get how here rate on a scale of one to ten skulls? How where, you, what, what do you think you will give the Haunted Mansion 2023? Oh, oh uh, my liking of it? Yeah, and then we'll say our actual scores. Oh, my goodness. That's a really... Oof. Take Should a I be stab. optimistic right now? Uh, I'm not. Three, <laughs> three point, three and a half. <laughs> I'm going to say six and a half. Okay. I'm going to be optimistic. Are you going out of ten? That's what he got. Ten. Oh, yeah, okay. I was going to say three and a half out of five. That's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, hmm. Out of ten. I'll, I'll go eight. I'll go optimistic. Whoa, wow, that's, that's very high. Optimistic. Yeah. You might really like the Haunted Mansion. I movie. might really like the Haunted Mansion. I mean, precedent is if we're going off most recent Jungle Cruise is not up there. But like, I have I have high hopes. I mean, I don't, why? I can't Everything tell. Disney makes a shit. I I like <laughs> we Owen Wilson. Pinoc- I know it won't be a Pinocchio, but. I like Owen Wilson. It's kind of an oddball cast. Did you just say Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito. Is he gonna, like Danny that? DeVito should play Pickwick. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe. Be, oh man. Jamie Lee Curtis is Madame Leota. That's fun. I mean, that's great. She. I feel like she's on a real run right now. Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson has had some fun stuff. You're right. Recently. You can't discount. Yeah, yeah, he's been fun. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm going out on a limb. I. I. Recent movies, I've not been very fond of anything. Really. Yeah, that's my biggest look. Even these little things are enticing, but remember, mm. it is a movie that the Disney company is releasing <laughs> in the 2020s. And it's that, not, is the, that is why I put a 3.5 on It's not it. the heyday of live action, like the, uh, the like million dollar duck million days. Million dollar duck days. <laughs> <laughs> a brutal movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's... It's interesting with Jason though. Jason, I, I sometimes when your your review of a movie, I feel like depends on just how your day had been. Um, because like I sometimes mean, you'll come out be. hot with that country bear take, and I was like, "Are we watching the same movie?" I yeah, I was not having a good time during the country. I think bear you need take. to watch that when you're feeling better, and you can reassess it. I feel like I was in a pretty good mood when I went in. I just think that that still to this day, I'm still like, "What movie did he watch?" The country bears is pretty good. Well, okay. you need to get some real good, a little real good windfall. Something when something great happens to you, celebrate by rewatching. That's the right. Bears Boot up Disney Plus. There's any number of. <laughs> is there a playlist of just two thousands? Like, gonna bang out Brother Bear. We're gonna bang out Home on the Range. Confessions Country of a Bears. Teenage Drama Queen. Confessions right. of. I mean, that's look. That was never for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't judge that one mm-hmm. too harshly. You never know. Certain ones, you're like. This is a movie I never cared about and assumed was bad at the time, and I've watched it now, and it is better than any movie released in the sure. last. <laughs> I mean, that was during the pandemic. We went back and watched a lot of like late '90s, mid '90s, like high school movies. Oh yeah, and you you realize how many like either journeyman uh, directors or writers or like really good sketch comedy ringers were writing, and it's just like wow, this is pretty good. Someone solid was involved. Yeah. 
Um, well, we will see. That's maybe the, that's the big thing. I can think of nothing bigger coming in the next calendar year <laughs> than determining the quality of the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. film. But Alistair Crump, we'll see you soon. It was great to hang out with you for a while. And listeners, you survived Hauntcast, The Fright, all of it. It is done. And we switch back to Podcast The Ride next week. And you can find us on all the socials at Podcast The Ride. Merch is available in our T Public store. And for three bonus episodes every month, check out Podcast The Ride, the second gate, or get one more bonus episode on our new tier, Club Three. You will find all of that at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. And yes, here's what yes. I'd like to say. Oh, wait, um, you had ideas. Okay, I have an I'm idea. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I want to real quick, and we have to do this quickly because I don't want it to linger in our minds too long. Yeah. Uh, maybe, Scott, it's your job. I, I task you with it. You need to give Jason and I an assignment for next year, maybe even the following year, very specific, very detailed of what we need to do when the episode starts. And if we do not do it, we will be punished in some way. Oh. We, uh, clothing we need to wear, <laughs> things we need to say at the top of the episode. And if it does not happen next year, we get punished in some way. We get put in the penalty box, perhaps. <laughs> We drink Whoa. the year-old Donald Duck orange juice that Andrew Grissom brought. I mean, I don't know about that one, but I would say, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bring to me these items three. Yes. So, so uh, off the top, yeah, off the top of your head, what clothing do you want us to have to wear when this recording starts? And what do you want us to start the episode off with? And if we don't do it, uh, the punishment will be, let's see, um, we have to listen and review solo on the Patreon, a uh, uh, full 30 seconds to Mars album. You will have to listen to the full one and then solo record 60 minutes b- by yourself. This is your, about you're, it. You're, you're charting a guaranteed path to where you end up at the end going 30 seconds to Mars. Kind of like it. It's possible. But I'm going to not. You're trying to invent a rationale to get where you want to get. I don't. I'd rather review other things and say, you know what? I like this. Um, and, and also, it's probably not a good thing to be like, Jared, that's pretty good. Actually, did you know he actually is good? I, I like him for, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> so only worse things. Will but maybe come on out the Patreon, I will say, yeah, I can say it. But uh, um, here's well, here's this is where the stakes enter. Or, uh, please uh, add to what I just said. If the, if the task is not completed. Yeah. With each one, a a cluster of robots becomes eliminated from discussion in the graveyard. Now here we, we go. We this cannot even real talk stakes. about it. Real oh, stakes. No. Yeah. no, this is but these are stakes, Jason. Yes, because this is I what know you're going to want to talk about. And it. we, by the way, both have to do it. Yeah, we mm-hmm. both have to remember next year to do this thing. Um, and it can be a couple things. It could be sure, like t- like we have to wear blue in honor of Avatar. We have to wear. <laughs> I think it needs to be complicated. Uh, um, okay. I, I think the wearing uh, blue, and I'm not just saying that because uh, half my wardrobe is the color blue. Uh, All right. Now you know not to say blue. It oh, won't fuck. be blue. That's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, okay. How about this? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's two parts. It is a, uh, there's, there's two reveals involved. And I think I'm thinking close because you sent me down that path. Okay. Uh, uh, this, I'm giving you like, go get these clothing items, like the dogs at the animal actors show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. You, you need to wear a, a hoodie like Jason you're wearing now, and that can be anything. But yeah. at some point, let's, let's say right at the top, you need to unzip it and, <laughs> and on your shirt, whether that's written on your shirt itself or like a my name is tag, there needs to be uh, written your favorite character from Avatar The Way of Water. (laughs) (laughs) In blue ink. Okay, blue ink, right. Uh, Right. Uh, um, Ink or marker? Does it matter? That's that's up to you. Yes, I'll just make it like a ballot. Uh, 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 But but it has to be blue. Um, And since we're talking about the hatbox ghost, uh, 
just bring a box of any kind and open it up and there should be a, a, a type of hat in it okay. that would be surprising. Maybe not that would provoke <laughs> shrieks or that would break a, a young child's arm. Okay. But like, you know, because a Phillies hat is not going to do it. I know you might yep. have a Phillies hat. Right. Got a couple. Uh, um, yep. And uh, unless you're so ashamed of how they do in the World Series. I mean, just I, look, to, we're just proud they got there. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a miracle no, they I'm, got I'm, there. I'm rooting for you. As I said, I'm, I'm sure. on your side due to Ted Cruz. Uh, um, so, but yes, like a, a where when it when the hat, when the box opens, uh-huh. there is a hat where I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, an right. unusual hat, and uh, the name of your favorite Avatar character in blue ink. Okay, and this is when we start. How you hit record on the podcast? This all happens. Yes. Welcome. Okay, welcome. Welcome to, welcome to podcast the ride. You do the whole intro, and then you go, and, and then here wait. we go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll say your names. Right. And then you have a little presentation to give. All right. Okay, fair enough. And if not, we lo- we're not allowed to talk about the hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Don't set them too that's, high. That's stakes. That's pretty good. Pretty good. There also, though, is the question of what even are we going to get to? Because I don't think we know. Now we're back to we don't know the, we don't the dividing markers. We don't quite for know. where the haunted mansion series goes. So yeah. that's you know maybe we wouldn't even get to them anyway. But still, then the next year we are not allowed to talk about. Them. You don't get to talk at all about the hitchhiking <laughs> ghosts. That's pretty mm. huge. That's pretty uh-huh. okay. Well, uh, uh, a big assignment then for. Yeah. Next year, uh, listeners of this specifically will talk to you in 2023 mm. uh, in the the great Oz and Herschel Walker uh, <laughs> reign, oh. and uh, and we will, I guess, land. We, what we will do is uh, begin a descent down a series of. Uh, we'll pass by some scary trees. If you want to hear mm-hmm. about more scary trees, mm-hmm. go to the Patreon. Something mm-hmm. we just talked about. Uh, check us out on Doughboys too, if you hadn't heard that. I think that's out by now. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we will. Uh, here's what. All right, we just the Hatbox Ghost has just gone out of our view, and another Doom buggy is blocking it. And we are moving downwards, backwards, and we set the scene for next year, Haunted Mansion Six. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.